This episode and most episodes of A Beer With are recorded live in Diffuse Studios. Guys, what is up? This is Monday the 20th. I'm sitting here recording this one in the studio this time, uh, sitting on the couch where we record all of the podcasts. Um, had an awesome podcast on the weekend. We had two podcasts. Um, so I did back-to-back. I did, um, obviously, this one is with Badger, and then we've got Roger G next weekend. So um, let's just get straight into this one. A lot of chat about Your Shot, which is a hot topic. It was the anniversary uh, of when, basically, Cameron had, um, you know, come runner up in your shot so let's just run that music and get this one underway hi guys welcome back this is another episode of a beer with I'm your host, Jai, and today on the episode, we have Badger. Now, Badger is a DJ in Brisbane who came runner-up in Your Shot last year in 2019. Um, So this is the anniversary, almost, of when Your Shot was on this weekend. Um, So in this episode, we talk about Cameron's experience in Your Shot, obviously, um, his time after that and in the industry, and some of the stuff that he's learned in this last year since doing Your Shot. We also talk about how Cameron got his love for music and first got sort of into the scene before your shot. We also look at what inspires Cameron to keep pushing and sort of making his name in the scene. So as always, sit back, crack a beer if you have one and enjoy the episode. This is A Beer With Badger. There we go, mate. There we go. Cheers. We're on. Thanks for coming in, mate. And, right. uh, you know, it uh, took a little while for us to uh, get this one we sorted. We are here. We are here, the, uh, the stars have aligned, though. It um, <laughs> took them to change the bloody... NASA had to change the horoscope so that we could, uh, we could make it happen. I'm so. very, very glad I'm here, though. Yeah. Thank you very good. much. Thanks for bringing the sunnies in. It's Loving okay. Them. I think you suit them yeah. probably better than I do at the moment. Those, that hot pink. That hot pink, yeah. It's really good on your skin tone. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Um, I want to ask about the name first. Badger. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Where'd you get that from? Um, Great. So it's an interesting name. It I is like an interesting it. Name. But, but uh, how'd you come up with that one? So I think that one was uh, that was by my mate uh, Josh Joshua Hawking. I've plugged him before in another podcast that I've yeah. done, and he's absolutely loved it. So he's gonna love that. There, I'm yeah, plugging yeah. him again. Um, it was on the way. Obviously, for your shot, I was a little bit unsure of my name. My last name's Ball, and I was thinking my name be Ballsy or something like that. But it was just was a bit weird. Yeah. Um, and so he was like. He just started calling me uh, at work, uh, Badge or Badger, um, just because yeah. I'm small and fast, you know, I play a big tune. So he was like, yeah, Badger, it yeah. suits you well. And after yeah, that, sweet. just stuck. And I honestly, I didn't know what I was going to ch- uh, call myself yeah. for your shot either. So I was yeah. like, I'm just going to stick with it. Yeah. That's what everyone's, that's everyone. So many yeah. people, they do your shot. It's like, where'd you get your name from? I had to have a name. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's it. I'm going to have something, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so that worked out. Uh, and it's kind of just stuck from there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. And that was, so we're talking your shot last year. It's almost the anniversary. Like It is the it, anniversary. It is, isn't it? It yeah, would have been this weekend. It literally just passed. Yeah. It's been yeah. exactly a year since um, I uh, since I managed to make it to the finals at your shot. Last night I was um, saying how I was the first, the, or uh, as my mates like to call me, first loser of your shot. First loser, yeah. That <laughs> came second. It's better uh, than, the, yeah, than the, the other losers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like it was uh, it was exactly about a year ago um, and it was such an awesome experience. Like, I mean, uh, I went up with uh, uh, Hayden Bradshaw and man, like 
it was it was nuts to just see how good he is as well. Mm. Um, and I think because of how good he is, you know, I, I kind of do take a bit of pride with how far I made it uh, as well to make sure that we could, you know, share that podium together. Yep. And we're on the same class as well, which was yeah. awesome. Yeah, who was your trainer? Uh, Chris Royal. Yeah, Chris. Chris. Yeah. He's He's... I think he's had a few winners over the years, hasn't he? Well, he had Simi um, yeah. the year before. Yeah. Um, and then, he's on a bit of a streak. Yeah, right, 100%. Not that it's really to yeah. do with the trainers. Yeah. They all love to rub it into each other, but it's not really. Bro, like, yeah. 100%. Um, but I think Dippy still, has Dippy trained a winner yet? I'm not too sure, but Dippy deserves to train a winner because Dippy's yeah. a legend. So, yeah. no, he deserves it. He's a winner in himself. Yeah, <laughs> it'll come. Might it be this come. year. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Last night um, on the Friday knockoffs thing we do, um, Doctor Werewolf was was you know come Legend. come and hang out. Yeah, we were talking about everything about how you know it's the anniversary now. He's yep. like, oh, if you know, I would be up there with all you guys at yeah. the moment. You know, having having beers and, and stuff like that. So it's um yeah, it's funny that you know. We ended up doing this on the anniversary. That's actually I didn't even realize that Ed, until Ed's like come today around. or last night. It's done night. a wholesome yeah. loop right yeah. now. Yeah, but yeah, no. Um, I mean, uh, him as well. Like Adam, he was obviously the MC for your yeah. shot, and I actually remember seeing him at a Bushdorf like two years beforehand. Yeah, and so seeing this guy then MC, I'm just like, I've seen you before. Yeah. Um, and he was, was he playing at the? Dorf? He, uh, yeah, or, he was playing at the. Yeah, Dorf. yeah, yeah. Um, and also the most. Uh, I'm not too sure. If it was not last year's boho but no oh, actually i think it was last year's boho yeah. um that he was playing as well and just like to, to also be like for him to MC it as well mm. um like the your shot competition he was all, also really great energy to have and yeah. very calming as well so yeah yeah yeah. So. yeah yeah no he's awesome um i remember meeting adam i think it was at family we were talking about this last night i think it was back at family days um for me those are the um, days yeah. Those were the days. Were you going out then? Did you ever I go was, out when yeah, family I did. was I, did. Like... I, I, I was there, I think, for like the final remnants of family. Yeah, And then okay. after that, then it had, it turned to, what, eight? eight or yeah, turned... they did that rebrand of eight. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they did that and rebrand. And now they just do like events and then functions and stuff upstairs, I think. Well, yeah. they had a D&B event there where, which Emily played at. Yeah. Um, shout out, Roof. Um, but yeah, so that looked off chops, unfortunately. I could not attend that. I think that was actually after uh, Wild. Wildlands, I think it might be. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not too sure, but they had Benny L um, play, but yeah, no, it was a good lineup. Yeah, that um, that room used to be like, man, they spent so much money on that room. Well, it's like, it's stupid uh, equipment, like, it's like unreal. Yeah, yeah, it's just like massive room, like the lights in the roof, man. Yeah. Like I remember they spent like a hundred grand on strobes in like one year. You can only like, have so many strobes, bro, right, before and, you and start getting epileptic. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, but it's like you know, you know those strobes. There's strobes and then there's strobes. You know yeah. the strobes where it's like in between when the lights on. Yeah. You literally, it's literally like pitch black almost. Yeah. And it's like so you literally only you see. You look the, like you're moving. Man. You only <laughs> see the yeah, yeah like that yeah. yeah. And then there's you know some strobes they don't sort of really have that same yeah effect that same that same vibe yeah. as well man. But um. So, um, like we said, a year in, how's the year, how's the year been, man? It's been amazing. What's been going on? You've been busy. I mean, yeah, I've, I've tried to be anyway. I've, yeah. I, I've met, uh, I think the, the biggest highlight I've taken away from it is I've met so many good people such as yourself. I'm here right now, which I'm super grateful for, especially to you as well. Cheers, man. Um, you've had me on a, you know, the, the beer with, and I mean, the people that I've met along the way have been unreal, uh, I think when you get immersed into another culture like this, you don't realize the amount of people that you will meet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this year has been busy. Um, it's just been sorting things out in terms of myself personally, um, both outside and inside the music scene, establishing myself, getting through uni, um, 
kind of working my up, working my way up with work, um, and at the same time also doing cherry tone stuff as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it's been awesome. Yeah. Been awesome. So you're involved with the cherry tone sort of events yes. and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's basically just a couple of boys that we all kind of collaborate together, and we yep. do you know we do smaller based events. In saying that, last year we had our first, we booked our first international gig. Yeah. How did uh, that go? Man, it went honestly. It went it went really for our first international gig. Yeah. It went really really well. Yeah. Um, I mean, like it wasn't a packed out show, but the fact is, at the end of the day, we had a we had a ball. Yeah. Like we did it. We did it well. Uh, we had a good time. It was just a good energy all around, and the fact that you know, with Cherry Tone being in, in existence for you know just over a year, for us to manage to pull not only just domestic shows, kind of smaller ones as well, but then to manage to pull out an international, I just. I think it stands out for itself because it's a culture in itself. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's yeah. it. It's always about building, isn't it? And, 100%. And, you know, um, I was talking to Rob last week um, about, like, you know, events and running yeah. events. And it's like there's so much back end that people don't understand or realise and, and so much money involved Dude, that, is. like, people don't understand, you know, like, the you know, just things you've got to pay for we that can't people fly don't even think about. 100%, man. Like, we couldn't fly, um, you know, we can fly the international act out and sort out all the visa stuff from, from our end. Cause we physically just didn't have, I guess the, the, the man, I wouldn't say manpower, but more or less the mind power. We haven't yeah. done anything done off that. that. Yeah. So trying to sort out someone else's visa and flights. Oh, like, dude, it's gotten easier, but yeah, it hasn't. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, back I haven't in the even day, tried to have a crack at it, man. Back in the day. Cause I used to, cause for addicts, which used to do all the breakbeat events and stuff, mm-hmm. I used to do some of our tours for our artists who would come over. We do tour management and yeah. stuff like that. And back like, Back when I was doing it, you used to actually have to have a license to bring in so entertainment for acts. Personally, you had to have. Well, one you had or... to, your company, whoever was bringing the artist yeah. over to do the tours, you would have to actually have a license that you pay for every year. Yeah. And then to you know to put, submit immigration papers. Yeah. And stuff and there's like all the forms to to be their it's person not... on behalf, like you know to sign documents yeah, on their behalf. Like They've got to send it back, and, and then there's all stuff like they talk about. How is it bringing value to, like, why aren't you putting an Australian act on instead of, like, why are you putting an international yeah. on instead of an Australian? And you're like, well, it's going to bring, it's going to inspire artists yeah. here. <laughs> it's going to put, you know, even to the point when where. When did that start to ease up? Oh, it was probably probably five years ago yeah. now about, yeah. But even stuff like, oh, it'll create, you know, jobs because there's going to be two audio techs, a lighting tech. Yeah, I see. Like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It used to be so in-depth. Have like, to break it down. Yeah. I, I don't, mean, support the local scene 100%. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, it's like, this is going to be supporting the local yeah. scene at the same time. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. So, and, um, you know, even like the fact that the locals will, pl- you know, like there'll yeah. be two or three locals playing support acts. It'll help them to grant, you know, gain 100%. a bit more traction. So it used to be really involved, man. I had to break it down. For oh, them. And was, was that all done, what, through the Australian Immigration or something? That you yeah, have to try you and have explain to like submit to? it all to. Yeah, it was like a proper application. Yeah. And, and it had all these sections and stuff. And I don't know if it's like that anymore, but I yeah. know that they eased it a bit. Um, yeah, hectic. It was. That sounds hectic. Yeah. But um, it's interesting, though. I, like, I really enjoyed that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, bringing artists in and... and when yeah. did you make that? Did you make that shift, or like did you kind of just fall into that position there? Yeah, because I was doing. Um, I already did our artist liaison stuff for our festivals and that, yeah. and I was the assistant director of the company sure. anyway. Wow. At the end, so um, it was basically because artist liaison, you know, is like doing flights, accommodation, yeah. transfers, like contracts, figuring all that out, and it was like, well, this is sort of the next step. Really. Yeah, it's the same thing, but it's just a bit more of the paperwork side of it. 
I mean, it's great. Um, on, it'd be great on your CV as well. The same yeah, time. I don't think it's on there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it probably is. I, I think I did it for. A, I did a few. I did like Martin Hauger's tour, Lady Wax, um, and that's whack. Yeah, I think it's probably only those two guys because we didn't have a heap of artists. Yeah. Or anything we'd do. So. I mean, still, man. Like, I, mean, I guess the opportunity to be in that breakdown of how that all worked. Not to mention, like back then as well. I think it's nuts as well hearing about because I because I used to live overseas, so I wasn't. I, I, unfortunately, I wasn't a part of you know, a growing Brisbane music scene for, you yeah. know, for over, you know, 10 years as an example. Yeah. Um, but it's something that it's really cool to see how far it's progressed. Mm. And I always hear stories about things that were open, things that used to happen yeah. and then things that are happening now. But yeah. Yeah. yeah it's interesting to, to know the like history and stuff and it's like venues and stuff, you know, like, Oh, hello used to be the mono. And, and all that well, that's kind the of thing. Stuff. I, and I, not, nothing against anyone who goes to Oh, hello, nothing against Oh, well, no one goes there now. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously but, not enough people went yeah. to Oh, hello, but yeah. Well, that's the thing is that I was like, I was never a huge, huge fan of Oh, hello. I don't know whether it was cause I wasn't into that kind of vibe of the music at the time. Yeah. Um, but I know that it was a great venue and I knew that it was run by, uh, I'm pretty sure it was run by like, you know, pretty good people. Yeah. Um, but I know that I was, I managed to be a part of the kind of the music scene, not necessarily involved, but just kind of a party goer yeah. when it got shut down and there was just, it, it was just like unrest. It was like, what, what's going on? Why is it oh, shut yeah. down? I was a bit more upset about TBC shutting down. I was there yeah. for that closing night. Yeah. And How it was, was that? Oh, it, so it was <laughs> after Wildlands and there was, Jesus. yeah, it was after, it was uh, Wildlands, probably the best festival I've been to in Australia. Yeah. And they had, um, so I had Green Velvet playing at the Met and everyone was like, come, come to Green Velvet. You know, I'm like, yeah, yeah Green Velvet's sick, but they're doing Jordan Brando, Dennis Salter upstairs. Yeah. And then they're doing, then there was, uh, there was Lastlings, Motez, all like downstairs. Yeah. And so I was, supposedly Rufus was meant to be playing a few songs and I was like, what's going on? I've yeah. got to be there You've for that. got to be there, yeah. So there was the upstairs bit, which is the flying cock and the downstairs bit. And anyway, downstairs was supposed to where Rufus was playing. So I... Uh, went down with uh, Danyan, Danyan Festus. He was, uh, uh, I hope I'm saying his name right. He's a, a resident DJ uh, at the Met. And he was like, hey, man, do you want to come down with me? Because there was a security guard kind of blocking both uh, both entrance points. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, all right, sure. So I kind of ditched my mates and I feel bad because I thought that they just followed behind me. Yeah. Anyway, the security didn't allow them to. And I went downstairs. Then they locked off the doors right after. Oh, real. So it was just me downstairs. And it was Motez and Lastlings going back to back in the most insane techno that I've ever heard. Yeah, sick. It was beautiful, man. And that it was just dope. such a good send off, such a good send off. Yeah. But, yeah. And loose night as well, obviously. Mm -hmm. Anytime it's after a festival, it's going to be pretty cooked. Eh? Uh, it, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've never seen TBC in a more cooked state. I mean, yeah. there was you might as well have licked the floor and gotten cooked because yeah, there was yeah. just that many that many fried units there. But I mean, it was good. Nonetheless, yeah. like I mean, it was a good vibe, good energy. Everybody knew what was going. You know, everybody knew that this was the finale. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there was Motez like drinking a, a huge bottle of champagne out of the bottle yeah. while he's splits like while he's spinning this unreal techno. Yeah. And it's just I was just in awe. I was like, I've never heard techno like this before. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that's sick. That's always cool when you hear a genre or something, you know, like that, a set. Yeah. Um and you'd like don't really know I, I love going out and not knowing any tunes that yeah. are here. As long as it's good, like it's going to be good. But that's my favorite when I go out and I'm like, fuck, I don't know any of these tunes, but they're fucking awesome. You yeah. Know? I think that's the, I think that's the core of it as well. It's like, you know, it's, if you go to a club and someone's like, oh, you play fish, you're losing it. It's like, do you want to hear songs that you already know? Do you want to hear yeah. songs that you may actually love, mm. um, that you have no idea about? 
Um, so no, I think that's what was really, really good about TBC's closing night. And that it was nuts because, because uh, Lastlings is uh, their brother and sister. Okay. And the the brother of and, and it's weird because their their vibe is so completely different. They're not actually a DJ group. Uh, yeah. They're kind of like live performance. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he mixed like it was just so whack. I've never heard anybody mix in like an indie, just kind of like more or less acoustic slash alternative rock song in the middle of a set, mm. let alone in the middle of a, of a techno set. Yeah, and yeah. it worked so well. Yeah. I was blown away. And after that, I was like, I'm so determined to do exactly that. I'm still yeah. yet to kind of understand, trying to phrase a rock How song into that? a techno yeah, song. It's yeah. nuts, but yeah. But that's why, you know, it's, I love the saying, you know, it's easy to be a, a DJ, but it's hard to be a good DJ. 100%. And it's only a few become a great DJ, you yep. know, and that's that exact thing, yep. you know, like you've been doing it for a little bit now, you know how to mix and that, yeah. but it's like, how did he do that? Like, yeah. you know, even like when he's, 100%. when it, when it's like, it's that next level of, of sort of, um, Just DJing and stuff. It's it like, how well. do you do that? Like, how do you mix a rock song into uh -huh. a techno song? And you know, I suppose it's just experience yeah. and talent, I suppose yeah. as well, you know, hundred percent practice, 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 I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, I guess it comes down to song selection, like anything, but yeah. Yeah. How, how much do you practice nowadays? Well, I managed to do you, up, do you practice much or honestly, I, I should be practicing more. Like in, in my, everyone says that, yeah, <laughs> everyone everyone says that. that. It, I think in my, um, in my head, because I want to, I mean, like DJing for me is something that like I would like to keep and continue as like a side thing that I do. Yeah. Like at the moment I'm still focusing on what I want to do externally as well. And of course, if everything aligns and, you know, DJing and producing music takes me on this huge path and I'm, I'm, I'm there for it. Yeah. Um, but in saying that as well, like I think it comes down to the work ethic and I'm, you know, I'm not practicing every day. Um, I'll, I'll be practicing every week. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, I feel like I should be practicing more and you're actually getting someone on after this, who is probably one of my biggest inspirations for practice wise. And that's yeah. Greg. Greg. Greg yeah. practices every day and, yeah. and he is, and I'm happy to say this on camera and on this, he's probably on the record, on the record. He is probably one of the, the best DJs I've actually physically witnessed that's been in front of me. Yeah. He's mixing. I was ability. really impressed with like when he, you know, when he's, you guys play here. Nuts, yeah. man. He, he, he practices every day and every time I go over to his house and he plays tunes for me, there may be tunes that I've heard, but he spins them, he double drops them. The way that he does it is just, yeah. it's, it's, it is beautiful. It yeah. is what you want to see as a DJ. But I mean, it, it comes, yeah, I, I can't talk highly enough. Yeah. He's a bit of a loose cannon, but he, I can't talk highly yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. And now you're working together even. It's nuts, man. It's yeah. so funny because <laughs> it's just like, I'll be, I'll be like doing my thing and then I'll be like having music playing and I'll like find or I'll hear this just this really good beat and I, yeah. I can just look to Greg. I'm like, hey, yeah. Greg, do you want to hear this right now? Yeah, yeah. You got <laughs> and and vice out, yeah. versa. Um, so, no, it's awesome working with him as well. Uh, like I said, though, loose cannon. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he loves a bit of a loves a bit of a party, so that mm. should be interesting um, today. Doing the back to back podcast, I've done that. I've done this before, yeah. where I've done two in a row. How many beers have you gone through doing that? I don't know. I think I was pretty good though in that one. I uh -huh. like I I was pretty sensible for the first one because yeah. I knew I had another one to come afterwards. Yeah. Um, and then did you kind of like let loose a little bit more? Or less yeah. Thing? And the second one, it's like oh well, you know, as long as I don't get too smashed. Yeah. yeah but. Yeah. Um, Probably did. I can't even remember what episode that was. It was ages ago though. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be interesting. Got got uh, Roger G coming in Roger afterwards, G. which would be Greg pretty pretty. I good. had no idea that his name Roger G is literally just Gregor. Like, I know. Like, it did my head. I was like, Are you yeah, I know. Me? Yeah. <laughs> did you figure that out for yourself? No, or? I no. asked him. Like we asked him one time on Friday Knockos, and he was like, "Don't you know it's like 
pretty. He keeps pretty that, that. You know, that's what he leads with. He's like. What, didn't you know? No, I didn't know. What, yeah. didn't you know? <laughs> no, I, no. It's not Da Vinci. I'm not trying to figure yeah, out your it's name. Gregor and it's Roger G. Like, yeah. yeah, that's an interesting... Um, but that's cool. That's a cool name. It is Roger a good, G it's sound, a really sounds good dope. Mm. So um, what got you into music then? Like mm. what got you... What made you... You even got the Your Shot socks on. I, I, I'm officially repping the merch, which it, it's done by Barnacles as well. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Merch is off. off so what? Um, what? What made you enter that year? How did that? Um, how did you find out about it and sort of get involved there? So I found out through Simi through Scram. Yeah. Um, so you knew. Scram I knew. Uh, yeah, I, I knew Simi beforehand, and um, she entered it and she won it. Um, and it was one of, she's one of those people who it's such a, such a beautiful, great energy that she gives off. And it's almost like I watched her do it and I was like, I want to do it. Like, yeah, like I feel that. like I can I do have that. A crack, yeah. yeah. I want to have a crack. Like I want to give it a go. Um, and yeah, no, it was something that I was fortunate to, um, something that I was fortunate to obviously get accepted into. There was, I think there's something like three, two, 3,000 people registered. Then only a thousand people rocked up on the day. Then they had to cut it down even shorter. Yeah. It's like a hundred um, almost. Isn't yeah. It, it was about a hundred, 120 people altogether. Yeah. That's including, you know, duos and stuff. Cards yeah. And, and the wild cards. Well, yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean like I just said, you know what, I might as well have a crack. And then I bought like a little, uh, DJ 400 <laughs> controller, um, and then kind of just started practicing prior to your shot on mm. that. And I used to take it to Airbnbs and, you know, we'd just get all the boys, we'd pretty much just get sloshed and I'd just be pressing buttons and kind of practicing. Yeah, and yeah. It's awesome because I, I cannot thank my mates enough because I hear people about, you know, I hear people and how their mates don't want to hear the music that they're putting out yeah, or whatever, or practicing, yeah, or they're not yeah. supportive. But my mates are like, yeah, bro, play another tune, play another yeah, tune. Yeah, yeah, they're all about um, it. Yeah, no, it was. Makes it, all the difference, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. And it was, I, I can't, I can't thank my mates enough for where I am right now. You know, I do owe this to them. Uh, and that's why every time I go out and play, I'm just like, I'm going to make sure that all you boys are just spewing. Like, I, I yeah. can't wait. Um, but yeah, so entered your shot. Um, and it was kind of just seeing Simi do it. And I was like, you know what? I can give this a crack. And about eight months prior to me going into your shop, I, I heard her winner's mix. I studied it. I listened to it, you know, 20, 20 odd times, wrote down notes on it. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of took it from there. But when I actually entered your shop, I didn't actually, in my head, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't planning to win it. I wasn't, yeah, plan yeah. I wasn't planning to try and even make just friends. Just like, oh, let's do it. Yeah. Let, let's do it. Give but it a crack. It was weird because uh, as, as my training progressed, I think also like Hayden actually kind of oomphed me a bit more as well. Cause I saw yeah. how much heart he had into it and it was quite inspiring. Like I love yeah. the guy and he's got, yeah, he's got, he's got good energy. And I remember there was a time where. I didn't, in my head, I was like, you know, I'm just going to play whatever. But then as I started to practice my set, I started to fall in love with everything a bit more. And I was like, yeah. I really want to do this now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's addictive. Yeah, it's very addictive. Yeah. And so I remember there was a training, there was a training bit one day where we had to actually go up and, you know, play in front of each other for two, three songs. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, he played and then I played like right after and I, right after I could see that he was a bit, cause I heard him play and I thought it was fucking awesome. Yeah. I yeah. thought what he was playing was so good. I was like, yeah. bro, you're so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Did you guys I, know each other before? No, 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 okay, no, yeah, no so not at all. Met through there, yeah. 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 hundred percent. He's a really good energy dude. Kind of came up to me. He came up to me first and then we just, yeah, we just had a really good chat. Um, and yeah, we, we, we practiced. And then after, after I finished, I just looked and I was like, I'll see you in the finals. And then yeah. funny enough, I saw him in the finals. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was, um, that's, that's kind of the progress of the, the year prior to your shot and in your shot. Yeah. And how did, uh, how'd you pick it up when you were like 
when you started? Did you pick it up quick or was it a bit of a, you know, challenge? Um, I was always kind of interested in it because yeah. I remember my mate had a little DJ controller, Tractor One, and I was yeah. like, oh, can I buy this from you? And he's like, nah, man. But he he wasn't using it. <laughs> nah, man. It was just collecting <laughs> nah, dust. Man, no, I was it, just yeah. like, all right, thanks. Um, yeah. But then I, um, when I actually started it, like, I don't know, the person who taught me the basics was Jay Berry. Yeah. I was fortunate enough to film for him at an Elbrow event um, and also just at Capulet as well when I used to do filming. Yeah. And beautiful, down-to-earth dude, just always there for a chat. Um, I cannot recommend that bloke enough. Yeah. And he kind DJ of, Lab. Shout out DJ Lab. Shout out DJ you Lab. You want to learn to DJ? DJ Lab, 100%. Christian's awesome too. He's the trainer. At the such moment. a beautiful dude as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, all the old Capulet crew, like, it's, you know, it's crack up because... I saw these pictures with you in it now. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I used to be there. We, yeah. we would have crossed paths yeah. so many times. It was that like, we known. this would have been like 2015, 2016 yeah. sort of times. 100%. Yeah, yeah. So that's when I was there. I was just like promoting and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I just loved it because of the music, the sound system, and the crew. Like, yeah. It was a great it, crew. It was a good, it was a good tight knit, like, kind of like working force. The only thing that I wasn't into was the music. And I remember filming Jay Berry and I was like, I was like, yeah, bro, drop something hard and in my head. I was like, I want some hectic bass house song. Yeah. But it's all like tech house, yeah, deep, yeah. you know, deep tech there. Deeper, and it's funny. Shit, yeah. And it's funny because now I love that so much more. Yeah. So I, if yeah. I could go back in time, I would have been going, yeah, this is fat ass. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so he taught me the basics because I feel, because I used to say when I was filming, I was like, the way that I said it in my head um, was when I was doing freelance work, I was like, look, let me, because I'll usually approach the clients that I want to work with. And I was like, yeah. let me do the first video for you for free. Yeah. I was like, if you don't like it, you don't have to continue it. If you do like it, we can talk about money another time. Yeah, Simple. Yeah. That way they get a feel for it. They get comfortable. They don't feel like there's some locked yeah. obligation. They've got no, there's nothing to lose. Yeah, either. exactly. There's, yeah, They're like, there is well, we either get a dope video, we get a shit video, but we haven't paid Exactly. Anything, and so. also they've got content. Even if it's just a clip, they've still got content. Um, and so kind of that, that was always kind of the promise with my freelance work that I did. Yeah. Um, um, and because I did that for Jay, I actually started to just consistently do free work for Jay just because yeah. I actually didn't mind just chilling with him. Mm. Um, and then afterwards I was like, Hey man, like I was actually keen to learn how to mix. And he said, okay, we'll come over and I'll teach you. I'll give yeah. you a few free lessons. Mm. And he just, he did just that. And then after that, I kind of picked it up and it was just like with anything, just practice. Uh, your shot helped a bit. Um, I mean, your shot gave you the foundation, but at the same time, it also teaches you to read off the RX2 screens, yeah, which is yeah. like, instead of rather just hearing the beat, so yeah. it's a bit hard to break that knack, but once you do, like, yeah, yeah. it's just practice makes perfect, man. Yeah, it's with everything. Yeah, yeah. when Like, when I first started, I used to do, like, two hours a day, you know, like, almost every day, yeah, at least yeah. during the week. But Get you into it. This is, I was, this is back when I was living in college at uni and stuff, so I'd just be in my the room. Days. And sometimes I'd even leave a party, that was like in someone else's room, go and mix for an hour and then come back. True. Like, cause, yeah. I, Cause I recognized really early that if you want to learn, like if you want to drink while you're, and this is a tip for everyone that I haven't really given to a lot of people. If you want to learn how to drink and mix, cause when you go out, you usually drink yeah. and mix. You need to practice. A hundred percent. And I recognized that pretty early. I was, cause I got drunk one time and was like mixing. I was like, Oh, I'm pretty rough. Yeah. And I was like, well, I need to practice. So I would go to parties, get drunk, leave for an hour and go to a mix That'd and come back awesome. to parties just so that, just so I could <laughs> Where'd you go? Oh, I was just practice. Mixing. Yeah. I just, I just did a mix. Want to chuck it on? Like, yeah. cause I used to record them all too. Oh, so true. I could listen back to it yeah. to see, you know, and I think that's really good too because that's you're like, awesome. Oh, that worked. That didn't that work. Didn't 
why didn't that work? And you can listen to, oh, I dropped it, you know, a bar yeah. too early or a bar too, you know, when you first sort of started. Yeah. So oh, I that's think that's a really um, interesting thing because it's like mixing when you're drunk and when you're sober is a little bit different um, in my mind anyway, yeah, I think. And, 100%. you know, I can be so smashed and mix all right now. Well, that's the um, thing. I, I've seen you on the beer with, and you've, <laughs> and you've been. I, I can hear it in your voice, but you're just like, do, 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 do. it's yeah, like second yeah. nature to you. It's just yeah. a second wind. Yeah, it's um, it's good. It's and there's good. been there's been some times where like this is this is back in the day. I don't do this anymore. Yeah. But like, um, up in Townsville, I think I I played a set, and I was like, I was smashed. It was would have been like a one o'clock. It was like yeah. you know, just a headline sort of like slot, but I was I was trolley man. And the security comes up after my set, I'm packing up. They're like, oh man, management said you got to go away. Like you got to, you can't stay. I was like, what? Really? And they're like, yeah, yeah, you, you got to go. Like, and I'm like, oh, all right. Like <laughs> what whatever. Mean? Just I was like, I'll just drink, the decks. I was like, I'll just drink, I'll just drink water. Like, and they're like, nah, you got to go. I was like, fuck. Fire, so yeah. like, go to, they take me like to the door and I'm like, strategically, I was like, oh, I forgot my bag. Fuck, I'll just go grab it. They're like, no, nah, we'll go get it. I'm like, fuck. Uh, yeah, so close. <laughs> like, yeah, so close, yet so far. I'm just going to so go and like sneak off and, and you know, like try and hide in the closet. <laughs> so somewhere. close, yet so, so far. Yeah. And I think I just went next door anyway to the. Did, did the you end up getting a gig was. there the second? Like, did you end up getting a gig? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was a resident. Yeah. There. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, you know, yeah. uh, it wasn't like, you know, you're being, you know, shit in the venue being or, or doing anything wrong. They're just like, look, you're really drunk. Like, you You're gonna have go. to vacate the premises. Yeah, the, the manager said you should probably go. <laughs> You're just like, oh, yeah. just went next door and kept drinking. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's like that learning how to um, mix when you're really drunk. The only thing is, if you can't read the screen, that's when it gets difficult. I mean, like, it, have you ever been at that stage where well, you can't when, actually read like when, what you're looking at? I feel at? like when you are at that stage, so you feel like throwing up. So you feel like I don't even think I should be doing this right now yeah, yeah. i shouldn't be operating machinery let yeah. alone myself yeah. so that's uh, the only time i struggle is like when i can't actually physically read like read what's on the screen and stuff like that then i'm like you're like you right, know what this may work a bit smashed. yeah <laughs> or you just gotta like you gotta like listen to them you're like oh yeah it's that song yeah, like, <laughs> yeah that, that that's hectic um so but growing up or anything any music what did you what were you into growing up did you think you would get into djing oh, when you were young what know. did you want to be when you were a kid um I wanted to be a dentist for a while. Did you? Yeah. That's actually a really good. That's a very good. It's very different. You know, you had the Ashman, you got the police movement, you got a dentist. I wanted to be a dentist. And then I went and did work experience in grade 10. And I was like, I don't want to be a dentist. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I wanted to be a dentist. <laughs> I, don't, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it because I hate the dentist, man. So I couldn't yeah. go, imagine looking down at someone else's mouth and just let alone trying to configure to not absolutely destroy their lives right now by like accidentally doing yeah. something to them. Like, nah. Yeah. Um, Oh, I mean, I played the piano as a kid. I, oh, nice. Um, yeah, that was for a few years. Then I played the drums for a year, but dad refused to buy me a drum set at home because he just didn't want yeah, me to. They're not. Yeah, yeah, they're noisy. Yeah, they're, they're, they're very noisy. <laughs> He's like, no, just use your practice pad. Yeah. <laughs> you can learn everything on practice no. pad. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I did that for a bit. Um, I mean, after after like two, three years of sorry, of, of piano, like I still didn't even know where to put my hands at the end of the day, and I I could play hot cross buns. Like it was something. It was something that yeah. my parents made me do. Which so you weren't real into it. I wasn't really into it. No. Like I mean, I was always into music. Like I remember I used to download when uh, "Sexy Bitch" by David Guetta. Allegedly download. Uh, yeah. Allegedly, he it paid for the LimeWire all the fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, actually, it was, it, and I and I did a. It was funny because I used to. 
I didn't really like the vocals of it, but I love just like, it was like the, just the thumpy, like dirty OG, like EDM bass line to it. Mm. And that has kind of always stuck with me all the way yeah. through it. What song was it again? Um, it? Sexy Bitch by Sexy David Bitch, Guetta yeah. and Akon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I used to, I download, like it was, I'd load the song up while I had internet in the house. And then when I went on the bus, I didn't have the, and so just before it ended, I kept going back and I listened to it so for like it 45 minutes straight. Yeah. Just going back just to it. Like, repeat. Yeah. This is a tune. This is a tune. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, like I, I mean, I really enjoyed uh, certain kinds of music when I was like 12, no, when I was 13, I got exposed to spirits and nice sprites by Skrillex and my mate's dungeon yeah. where we watched all kind of weird stuff. Yeah, and that's such a, that's stuff. such a trip to me. Like I was DJing. Already, like I'd been going out for like years. You've already done when it. That, and then that when came that out. song came, when you just said that was song, was it popular? Like, was it was it played everywhere? Or was it just not? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, it, it was popular. I used to actually love the. Oh, there's a remix of it that someone did. Yeah. Um, Cascade maybe did yeah, a remix yeah. of it or someone like that. Um, but that's because you know I was into that more that sound. But yeah, it was like Skrillex was popping back then. Yeah, for I sure. mean, like he's it, just a great. After that, man, like I just picked it up and I was really into the OG UKF when example was, you know, producing some, see, he still produces hectic bangs. Yeah. Um, but I mean like when UKF was really, really popping and I mean, once again, it still is, but with the whole, with the whole dubstep scene, um, yeah. I was really into it and I was really, really loved it when I was kind of like that era. And then I kind of verged out of it. I went into a phase of EDM when growing up, when I went overseas and it was kind of like a thing that was very popular over there. Mm. And then I verged then into, kind of base house. I, I mean, as, as I've grown up, music's grown up like mm. that, like there's yeah, the sub genres and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And then, so there you can really find your yeah. niche. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was kind of my experience with music as a kid. Yeah. I think that's why like EDM and those sort of more popular, like, you know, those generic popular sort of um, genres are good because yeah. like you said, you, that gets you into it initially and then you're like, Oh, I actually really like this or, uh, well, the, or whatever. I, whenever I hear someone who likes like, like, I don't know, like big room or like EDM. I'm just like, I don't know if you got to wait like four more years to get to the good stuff, bro. Yeah. I yeah, promise yeah. you there's good stuff. There's yeah, better yeah. stuff than this. And they're like, no, this is the best. Yeah. Like, yeah. What do you mean, dude? Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. yeah, I think that's really, that's why like, you know, a lot of people like hate on some of some genres and stuff like that. And I'm Dickheads. like, yeah, I'm like, well, look, that's how like most people get into it. Like yep. most people, if you, you know, if you're into like deep house or something like, you know, like that. Yeah. You probably don't didn't start by first listening to Deep House. You, you don't you know? start and finish on like I no. mean like as an example, you've got I mean actually no, that would be very false to me saying that there's just one genre of rock music. I mean like there's yeah, yeah. I feel like there is little side bits, but yeah, you never start where you where you finish. You might always still like it, mm. but I mean just part of growing up in general is kind of finding your little niches what you yeah. like. So yeah, yeah. If we did that, I'd be a party DJ doing mashups and shit. Mashups, like that. DJ yeah. Eworm. Yeah, I used to do bulk mashup like. Live mashup type stuff. Love that. Because I used to use Tractor. It was like yeah. easier to just like to do, string that, them together. To do that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that was back in the day. Back in the day. The old vibes. So what did you play at your set for your shot then? What kind of vibes was it? Was it like the UK bass sort of No, it's funny because what did you play? I had uh, DJ Penny uh, LA come up to me before my, before I, so I played then the next day I went there to obviously play in the finals and she came up to me and she was like, I need that exact same energy that you did before. It was great. And I couldn't even put down a genre for what you played because mm. you played everything. Yeah. Just and so I played all the way through it. Yeah, yeah. So I played, I played tech house. I played, uh, I, I started with any, uh, I think it's anyway by that song that goes time after time. 
I tell myself. That's a Calvin Harris tune. That's not a Calvin Harris tune. No, any time. No, but I remember it's. Any, it like, used to anyway, be anyway. I know the one. I can do yeah, it anywhere yeah, that you yeah. want. It. I, the reason I think it's a Calvin Harris song is only because I think it was on a Ministry of Sound album. And, and he, it was like next to a Calvin Harris song in oh, the track true, list, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so I'm just associated with it. Yeah, I know, it's uh, Armin Armin Van Helden. Oh, Armin Van Helden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it is. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I, I started with that because I just knew that it was going to create a reaction straight yeah. away. It was different. It was a funky song. Yeah. Then I went into Love space. Yeah, such a good tune. Used to thrash Times. that back in the day, man. Um, I'm gonna play that equivalent today. Actually. Yeah, I'm gonna, do I'm gonna, it. I'm gonna do that. Um, and then I played space funk. Um. By the Sponges, which is very bass house, yeah. and then I played a bit of J, and I played Jay Robinson, nineteen eighty one, and then I kind of veered off a bit more into bass house, and then I went into Brazilian bass, mm. um, and then I went into drum and bass, and then I went into UK bass, like like bass line. So I played such a diverse, and I think that's what definitely caught a lot of people's eyes because mm. it wasn't consistently yeah. the same. That one thing. Um, and I'm really, really grateful. I'm going to plug someone else again is Jack, the boy from High Tech who anyway are unreal. Uh, but Jack was such a huge, huge, not only inspiration, such a down to earth dude, but showed me the ropes. And I remember I came to him like, Hey man, can you help me? I was like, yeah, dude, like I can, you know, kind of guide you in a way. But mm. I gave him the songs and I was like, Hey, look, could you help me kind of mix them in a bit? Um, and show me kind of the ropes of it. And he kind of helped me not necessarily knit it together. I knitted it together, but he was kind of just, he's like, showed me the door pretty much. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. And he's like, yeah, bro, like this is what you can do. Yeah. Um, and so after I stitched all that together, I, I just played a really, really diverse set. And I think that's what took the eye of a lot of yeah. people. But yeah, yeah. I continue to try and do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's it. And um, so uh, this might be a good chance because, you know, your shot, it's coming up, yep. it's applications now and stuff like that for people entering. What's some advice for your shot people? Anyone oh. entering your shot? Any advice? Yes, yes. You're a year out now. Advice for your shot. You've got some uh, some experience under your belt. What do you what do you see now looking back? What do you as think? In, as in advice for people going into your shot or post your shot or just? Both. Both, all right. I mean, going into your shot, going with a very open mind and going willing to learn, be... Um, be punctual, be on time and ask questions because yeah. there's no such thing. Throw as yourself a, into it. Throw yourself like, into get right, it. Immerse yourself in it. Yeah, because it. imagine. Learn uh, everything. Imagine missing the opportunity to win or let alone just to place in a finals position or because you missed out on asking two questions because you're yeah. too nervous. Like mm. the part of your shot is also getting out of your comfort zone. Just because yeah. I look comfortable up there doesn't mean that it was comfortable the entire way yeah. through. You're probably a bit nervous than that. Oh, dude, I, it went by so quick. I, <laughs> I, I, I fucked up my transitions on both the first and also the final set. I mean, like, it, it's something that just happens, but you got to just laugh at yourself sometimes yeah. because don't take yourself so seriously, man. Yeah. Like, you're doing it because you want to step out of your comfort zone. I guess my advice for it is, first of all, probably first and foremost, is don't be a dick. Yeah. Like, I, like, the one thing that I saw is... Uh, not, not not the one thing I saw actually. There was there was just a small, very small handful of people who were you know participating in your shot, who were just dickheads. And those dickheads I've never seen in the music scene ever since yeah. for, for today. Yeah. Like I since your shot finished, never seen them. Yeah, they, you, they just don't last. Yeah. Um, the second thing I'd probably say is like I said, just be open. Be very open to learning and asking questions and throwing yourself into it. Yeah, the fact that you're even signing up for your shot, good job. The second thing is you might as well keep the ball rolling and do something that scares you a little bit. And if asking questions is that, then go for it. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
for they said to me or they said to everybody at your shot, they said, you will fuck up on, on the day. Yeah. And the thing is, in my head, I was like, no, nah, I'm going to just practice so much. I'm not going to. Yeah. I actually don't think, I, I honestly, I, I reckon probably Hayden didn't fuck up because it was just perfect. Yeah. I didn't hear his actual first one compared to his final, but it's okay when you fuck up. It's yeah. okay. Just smile because they will mark you better. Because I remember I pressed Paul, I pressed Q on a song midway through my set and it went quiet. You could have heard a pin drop. Yeah. And I looked so shocked, but then I just hit play on the next song, smiled, and it was just perfect because it kind of yeah. rolled in and I got marked higher for it. Yeah. So yeah, it's okay if you fuck up, man. Like, you know, because not that's perfect. a skill in itself. It, it's to you play gonna, it off. You are going to fuck up at a yep. gig. Yep. At, you know, 100%. in a set. I've done that several times. Even probably, now. yeah, probably, yeah. probably quite often. Even, even, even post your shot. Um, but yeah. I mean, with post your shot advice as well, I would say that probably keep the ball rolling because you already have exposure. Yeah. You already have exposure from playing. You already have hot leads from playing yeah. and making new, new connections and get yourself out there. The one thing that I used to ask is how do I get a residency gig, dude? Or like, how do I get to play here? And it's yeah. just like, Go there, make friends, like speak yeah. to people. You'd be surprised. There is, uh, you know, I heard that I heard quite a lot of mixed reviews about the music industry when I came in. It's like yeah. the music industry is fucked. It's fucked. It's fucked. But then coming into it, I can definitely see all the negatives about it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like you, you've got some proper dickheads. Yeah. But in saying that, it's like you've got really lovely people who actually care. Yeah. So, I mean, make the friends, make connections and don't be scared to do that because a lot of the time, like we're just, what I've realized with DJ, they're just normal ass dudes who just know how to work a controller. Yeah. Like, yeah. like that's the thing, just yeah. normal ass dudes, you know, and Sam, yeah. Sam Williams Swills said yeah. something that resonated with me so much. I don't think he actually realized that it resonated with me so yeah. much is that once you know how to DJ, you know how to DJ. Yeah. But it then comes down to you as a person. Like, yeah. are you a good person? Like, is is your energy good? Do you carry yeah, that on? Yeah. Because that because that gets transferred that gets transferred to your sets. That gets yeah. transferred to your interactions. But yeah. yeah, the crowd and everything like that. 100%. It's like I always say, like, or someone told me ages ago. They're like, if you're not having fun, they're not gonna have fun 100%. when you're DJing. And that's why you know, like, that's why I'm usually right into it. And you know, that's why I see you get right into it yep. when you play. Other guys as well, like you know. Like Hayden, for yeah. an example, he gets into it. Um, I really enjoy Lurk's energy in his sets. You know, there's like a heap of guys nowadays who are just like right into it. Yeah. And it's, you know, it does make a difference. Um, it's that energy yep. and, and that kind of stuff. And, 100%. you know, but there's been times when, you know, just last year when I like played at Pro and I was only doing like a warm up set. And I was full into Love it. it. Yeah. Like, you Love know, it. dancing yeah, up there, like bro. getting into it. There's hardly anyone. And like I came off, you know, off afterwards yeah. and like, Heap of people came up and they're like, man, that was awesome seeing you up there. Yeah. Like that. And just like, you were so into it. I was like, yeah, bro. man, I fucking love it. You yeah, know, like, and it's, you do it for I think a it reason, makes, man. yeah, I think that makes a big difference. Um, and people don't like, if you're a DJ who doesn't really do that, I think it, you don't actually understand the power of it yeah. until you do that. Yeah. And it doesn't suit everyone's Definitely. personality and genre of music and all that kind of stuff. But I think it's um it's something to consider, especially for your show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you get marked on. So you could play the most perfect set. Yeah. But if you have no crowd control yeah. or no crowd energy, like like the, with me, 
I, the reason why I fucked up so many transitions in my first set is because I was dancing too much. Yeah. And I actually think I probably danced a little bit too much in the second set as well. But I just love being up there, man. And yeah. I mean, like, as long as that they can see that and as long as they're not, as long as they can see that you're not there just to, you know, like, just to, I don't know, just, they, they want to see someone who who's passionate to be up there. And look, yeah, and excited. you don't have to be there in order to just win it. You can be there just to get out of your comfort zone. And guess what? Good on you. That is yeah. awesome. That fact that you're actually doing that. And I'm really, I'm proud of you. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, I just think it's whatever you can, whatever energy you can carry, carry up onto there because yeah. if you're there, you're there for a reason. So make it enjoy work. it, enjoy it and make, and look like you're enjoying it. Oh, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> at least know? attempt to, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. At least try to put a smile on or something. hundred percent. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Um, I need to go to the toilet quickly. So let's have a quick break. Yeah. We'll good. be back. Yeah the beer man we're back they're excessively small yeah yeah i know i noticed that i was like when i i was like oh they're gonna fit on my head when i like put them on like earlier they're my little brothers and i was oh, like yeah. i was like all right bro can i use these and he's like yeah all right keep them on he's 12 so they're too small for him as well but yeah it's yeah. just the fact that it's like these little, my little brothers that yeah, probably a little bit tight yeah yeah oh, we're wearing the uh the sunnies of badger the badger's sun- brother badger's brother the little badger the little badger i'm calling that for now and he's yeah like, Fuck the little badger yeah um so we we're just talking about like you know advice for people and i want to know how it was for you when you came straight out of your shop what was your first gig after that? How did that happen? And sort of, you know, how did you sort of adapt? Because it is quite different. It is. Playing in a club than playing at your shop. I mean, Chris Chris, Chris brought Simi. Uh, Chris brought Simi and uh, one of the boys, I believe, I think it's a duo from Dimes through. Ooh. And basically. Jaden or, or, yeah, or Emmett. Yeah. yeah. And he's, their advice was. Like, well, no, they're not their advice. Chris was like, well, when you finish your shot, you'll be competing with us for a gig. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I can't. He's like, like, oh, shit. Yeah. I, was just like, <laughs> I, didn't, oh, I didn't think shit. about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I know. Like, like, and that's the thing. when It kind of hit us that, of course, like you are. Like, it, yeah. it, is, it is a hard truth. Um, but when I got out of it, um, you know, I was a little bit, uh, obviously, like, just a little bit disappointed that I didn't win. But whatever, I didn't know where I'd be. Yeah. And the first set I had, I got to play was at, was at the Met. Um, yeah. and the, I remember saying when I started doing everything with music, I was like, if I can play at Coco yeah. just once, I'll die a happy man. Yeah. Uh, oh, and, mate. And, and, sorted. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was my first ever set. Now you got to have the next goal. Yeah. You got to step it up. Now. Oh, well, 100%. I, I don't, I don't, I feel like if, you, if I share too many of my goals and a lot of it won't come true, I just want to keep Yeah, but you got to make, you got to make yourself accountable, mate. I so do. maybe I, you hey, should, you should you put them right. all out there and then <laughs> that way you like See what comes back. It. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my, so Simi had a scram and friends night and then that, she got oh, yeah, me, yeah, yeah. yeah, she got cool. me to play uh, for that. And that was a closing set and. Dude, when she, when Top she, closing set. yeah, <laughs> that would have been dope. For yeah, first dude. Set. Uh, it, when she messaged me about it, like, I don't care that I'm saying this on camera right now, but yeah. I was in tears, dude. I was yeah, so yeah. stoked that I not only had a gig, but was just the fact that I could play at the place that I've always wanted to play. Yeah. Um, for my first time and I was beyond words. I was ecstatic. It was, I just, oh, I just had such, I had such a good time. Yeah. Um, you just like. Yes, it was in the car, right? Yeah. And I we were, it, was, it was my partner and I, and we're sitting in the car, and we're about to go into Woolies to go buy something. Yeah. And I get the message about it, and I'm talking to Simi about it, and she just, yeah, like, you know, she's doing a come on board. And I'm like, 
I'm like pretty much like in tears and as I'm walking into like Woolies, <laughs> like, it just looks like we've just had a domestic or something. Yeah, really, yeah. Like I'm just head over heels. I'm just so stoked. Um, but yeah, so, so that, so that was my first opportunity after like, you know, post it even still, you know, there was people that I knew at your shot that didn't even have, uh, that didn't have a gig for quite a few months until something yeah. kept on happening. But that's what I mean about keeping the ball rolling. Mm. Like it's so much it, like, and you know, it's funny cause Every post your shot, you'll see all these artist pages be created yeah. and then they just die. Um, I mean, a general rule of thumb is, you know, I think it's like something like 80% of businesses fail within the first 18 months. You as yeah. yourself are a business. So keep that yeah. going. Um, but I mean, if it's not something you want to do, you don't do it. Uh, yeah, that's it. Some people are just sort of like, oh yeah, it was a bit of fun, but fun. I don't think it's, yeah, it's not my, yeah. not my vibe. But yeah. So yeah, that was, that was my first gig post your shot. Um, and then everything after that, it, it was kind of just like a work in progress. I, I've always consistently, even to this day, I'm always consistently shooting my shots. I'll yeah. always be like, Hey, I'd love to get involved. Even if it's not mixing, I'd love to just be involved yeah. in the environment set up, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, putting your neck out there, putting something out in order to get nothing in return is yeah. probably the best thing you can. Yeah. Do. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Just um, showing some value. 100%. Yeah, showing without value asking for anything. Yeah. yeah, 100%. I mean, if the opportunity comes your way, it comes your way, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's um, it's interesting what you're saying about like, you know, when you're like so happy from some news or whatever. Um, I had that moment when, because Chris, Chris Royal actually signed my first track. True. Like three years ago or yeah. whatever, when he first started Royalty Records. Yeah. Um, so that was like when, when he like emailed me back, was like, yeah, this is sick. Like, let's put it out. Like, and I was just, just like, like that same round was like, you, it was like, yes. eight, it was like eight thirty nine 9 o'clock at night. And I was in my room and I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> I just got a track sign. Yes. You know, like it's such a big like thing. It and is, then it's like, 100% couldn't sleep that night and shit, you know? And like, yeah. So it's interesting. Um, you should be proud of yourself. I yeah, mean, that, like, yeah, I, yeah. 100%. Well, you know, it's a big, big thing. And yeah. same with, you know, your thing playing at, um, at yeah. Coco and that. How did you go then, like, um, when you had to play maybe your first open or warm-up set? Um, How was that? Because it's a little bit different than, very obviously. Different. That's a huge difference between a your shot 20, 25-minute yep. set to a two-hour, hour-and-a-half warm-up set or open set. Sorry. I mean, the first thing that the, – the thing that I did for probably for my first two sets was, was actually probably plan my sets, which mm. I – which was, it just felt like something that was almost like a, a, a relief. It's like, okay, if I plan my sets, it means I'm not going to fuck it. Um, unless it doesn't work. Unless it doesn't work. That's the only problem, it, but it exact, works. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Well, that, that's Depends how good you are at planning it. A hundred percent. But I mean, like the, uh, I don't know, like play, for my opening sets, the way that I'll always see it. And I remember there was a post, I think it was by Carnage or something that he tweeted and it was like, if you're an opening set, like go hundies, like thrash it, dude. Like yeah. you don't know who's there, but I'm just like, fuck that dude. Like build the night up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, about a team effort. It is a team effort. Mm. It's not individual people playing, you know, yes it is. But at the same time, it's a group yeah. effort it's to 100%, make the night. That is what it is. It's not it's that like, being the DJ isn't about you. It's mm. be, it's about the crowd. Like, I mean, you can yeah. make it about you and involve the crowd. Yeah. Um, But I mean, like. Unless you're selling ticketed shows or they're yep. coming to see you and you're headlining. Specifically. Um, but I mean, for my war, for the warm up sets, it's like, I'll find out who the headliner is. Yeah. I would do a little bit of research about the vibey players. I might even message them. I remember for my, uh, stockies gig, I was like, uh, J uh, Jack, JX Jackson was playing after me. Yeah. 
And, and I was like, Hey man, what do you play? Just so it means I can help lead on to you. Yeah. And he was like, bro, I like, I'm just going to play whatever, man. Like, He's like, I'm, I'm going to play whatever wins DJ clubs. Yeah, it, bro, and he, and he <laughs> does, bro. And he plays <laughs> so well. It's so annoying. And he's such a good dude. I just, yeah. yeah once again, Shout what, out Jackson. Jackson, <laughs> it's, it's one of those people, once again, who you meet in the music scene, who is just uh, just a beautiful person. And yeah. there are so many other people like that. But yeah, yeah um, I mean, it's I just tried to find what that was like. But at the same time, even when I do a warm-up or, or a closing set, I'll do what I have to do in order to, to kind of to – tick that criteria but i'll always yeah. add my own flair onto it it'll yeah, always yeah, be something course, that yeah. you know that will be something that i will do yeah um but yeah i mean compared to the your shot you have 25 minutes to fit in as many songs as you can basically yeah you got a warm-up set you can play an entire five minute song if you want to. yeah you like you know the, yeah. the especially if it's the first song of the night exactly one person in the venue not even that and he was like think i mean that was for one of my mason and friends night at coco it was the second time i played at the met it was a um it was an opening set and I had all these tunes and I was like, I want to play all these tunes. Yeah. But there was nobody in the club. Yeah. And it was because it was just opening and I was like, all right, well, I don't know what to play first, but you know, I just kind of play what I had to and play what I did and still had a really good time. But yeah. Do you ever, the, the, and I suppose this is more for you, but you know, you've got experience now, but other people who are starting their first open or warm up set, I always think about what would I want to hear if I came in at nine o'clock? Realistically, what would you want to hear? Exactly. For me, something groovy and funky, not too upbeat, you know, yeah. like a 120. Th you, that's me. You, you like, could uh, sit on a beer and be like, oh, yeah. Okay. And yeah. just like yeah. with a cool bass line, maybe some like vocals or something yep. in there, but nothing. I don't want anything hectic. Yeah. I'm not after anything, um, you know, something I can just listen to, maybe go, oh, this is cool every yeah. now and again. But that's what I try and do, like put my put my mind in 100%. someone like, oh, I'm walking into the venue for the first time of the night. Yeah. What? What would I want to hear as yeah. I walk in? It's um, it's a good way to do to think about what you know your um, hundred percent your people. I mean, everybody like everybody is different in that regard, and at the same time, though, it's like you don't want to be you know spending like like one forty a trip, like one forty BPM a trip at like yeah. A, like 10 like you know yeah. like you want to be a take like unless it's a, unless and it it's depends on the venue that. too also depends on the you venue know, like very very, very yeah. true yeah um i mean when we did when we had the international act and we went and played it it was at sub rose that we booked it and i mean it was a predominantly baseline event but the thing is i said to the cherry tone boys i was like well everybody's gonna get sick and tired of baseline if you're playing it for like six hours straight yeah. and i was like put me on an earlier slot help me build up the night. I'll play some really funky tech, some really yeah. groovy bass house. Yeah. Um, and then we'll kind of take it from there and it worked. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's always good having a variation, being a little bit different yeah. and kind of building it up. You know, it should be just a, it should be continually going up rather than just yeah, like, yeah. like red bar. Yeah. Bit, yeah. Or I even don't mind in those warm up and open sets, like doing like, Peaks and troughs, kind of things. Yep. You know what I mean. Um, kind of tease people for what the night. Yeah, happen, and so. back in the back in the day, I used to someone. I can't remember who told me, but they they um they told me about like the it's called rotating the dance floor. Rotating the dance floor. Yeah, and it, so it's like when um if you're in like bars and venues where they're trying to actually sell alcohol, like that's how they you know making money. Yeah, it's like you'll like build it up and then you'll drop it back to something that a lot of people will know, but it's like. A little bit slower, down yeah. tempo, not as heavy or hard, and so then like the people who are right into it dancing will go, oh, I'm gonna get a drink, 
They'll go get a drink, and yeah. then people who are drinking will go, "Oh, I know this song!" Like, and they'll sort of get the, the head, the wow. head nod on the tap, and then you build it up again, and so you bring those people, and so it's the way that you get those people off the dance floor to get a drink and bring new That's people, very in, and you rotate it around. Yeah, so it's it's a it's something that back in the day bars used to really like, push. For if well, you, yeah. yeah, if you could do that, that was really great because they would then, you know, get. Make it. money. You know, no, like, that's smart, yeah. man. I, I've never honestly looked. I mean, like, I, it's always been like tunes that, you know, you want to play. Like, yeah, the crowd's going to love to hear. Yeah. But I think it also comes down to just knowing your music as well. Yeah. Um, and it also, like, it depends on the crowd, who they are. 100%. And it also depends on the venue. Like, some yeah. venues, that's not what they're about. No. They're not just trying to, they don't want to, they want the dance floor to be rammed. Yeah. Like, so it's and a good vibe. everybody to be rigged and cooked. Yeah, and yeah. Just, so it's yeah. a good vibe and stuff and people want to come back. But then some places are like, well, look, we want people to drink yeah <laughs> you know and if you if you if they can't leave the dance floor because you're playing so many fucking tunes what are you doing sick. get out like you know what i mean yeah. like it's it's a it's a different sort of mentality no no it's smart. Yeah. i mean it's smart to have i actually i've never i've never heard of that and i've never thought yeah. of it like that before but it's actually a really smart idea uh, like an ideology to have yeah. about it but no that's i'm gonna it just depends on the venue you know oh, like some venues are, it, that's what i they mean want. like commercial kind of stuff i feel like you could yeah. do that like yeah i mean sure. sucasa last night i'll plug sucasa as well um um, I mean, they were playing, they, they led from uh, R&B, commercial R&B to kind of commercial house, which was good. It was interesting. I kind of kept it different, but at the same time, still kept it groovy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, they did that well. Yeah, that's good. How was Sukasa? You went there last night for the opening. Did go, I, I did go there last How night for look, the opening. What do you reckon? So, so it, it looked How's the decor? Let's start the, with decor, well, aesthetics. Decor, aesthetic-wise, beautiful venue. You, yep. As you walk in, you do. it's a bit of a weird setup because the moment you walk in, you're right at the DJ, like d where the DJ the is. The booth's right there. Booth's yeah. right okay, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you. I've been in that space, yeah. so I know what you mean. But it's, yeah. it's just a little bit, and it's quite, it's quite long. The bathrooms are nice, lovely black tiling. Um, there's three VIP booths, or three, yeah, three booths, and there's a VIP booth at the very, very back. I feel like that's a bit yeah. too distant. That was filled out with with seats just because at the moment. As dance, as we're recording yeah. this, you can't dance. Yeah, I was getting told off for doing the macarena by a by a secchi, but I was. Were you were you sitting or standing? I was standing, man. I was going oh, for it. I was, it, standing, eh? I was yeah. like, if I'm getting kicked out, I'm getting kicked out for dancing. Because imagine yeah. saying you got kicked out for doing the macarena. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so no, it was it was a really it was a good vibe. The lighting was actually sick. It really, if anyone's been to Coco at the Met downstairs, just imagine that, but just longer with more red lighting. So yeah. yeah, I mean, it was, it's a beautiful venue. Definitely those Coco, that, that sort of underground vibe. hundred percent. Like in terms of like underground. Physically Not being the music necessarily 100%. physically being underground. It was funny because obviously like I, I was mentioning before that it's right next to Candy Club, I think it's called a strip yeah. club. And, you know, there was girls lining up and then they hopped over to our line and they were just like, and they were just like, oh, I just realized I was in the wrong line because there was all yeah. these old dudes trying to get into the club. And I was like, this isn't where I was meant to be. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, yeah, you're at a strip club. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I like Sukas was sick. Um, it had really good vibe to it. Um, I don't want to post or say anything negative because, it, you know, we're, we're all a work in progress. And the fact that Sukas is on its way. Oh, up, yeah, man. for sure. It's just open. Actually, um, I just remembered um, Jordan Art Supplies. Yeah. He must yep. have been there last night because he messaged me and I was on my way home from here. That's where I saw The him. Friday no knockoffs. And he's like, dude, what are you doing? Come to Sukasa. And I'm like, oh, man, I got a podcast at 9.30 with, uh, I'm sorry, with man. Badger. I can't come. 
But this is the earliest podcast I think I've ever done. So I mean, it is. That's I, a first. I, I I rolled out a because I got I got in at twelve. I smashed the rest of my tiger and curry, which I picked up in the valley. It was really good. Yeah, really quick. Um, and where does tiger and curry late at night? Oh uh, well, no, I, so I did it at like nine thirty. So before uh, okay. before before everything struck. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I smashed some of that, rolled into bed, listened to some, listened to some kind of new tunes and then rolled out of bed at like 8.35 and I yeah. was like, we've got a podcast to do. Yeah. yeah we've we got to talk. I've got to talk to yeah, someone. We, I do. Uh, physically, yeah, yeah. I'm like, we've got, and that's the thing though, is that I've and never And we've been, planned it so many times. I've never <laughs> been more determined to wake up for something in my life. Yeah, I'm not yeah. a morning person. I'm like, we're going to do this. And I, I, I had all these messages and I was like, you can't see the messenger unless you put your face ID to it. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, I, have a, not dry, I have a feeling this, but honestly, <laughs> if you did, I'd be like, right, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, actually, like, sweet, yeah. Yes. I'm actually kind of glad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gone back into bed. But no, I, I mean like I'm, I am, I'm Sukasa's great and I'm super stoked that I'm here yeah. right now. It was, it was early, but the fact is it's never too early for a beer. So. Oh, that's it. Yeah. yeah. I'm awesome, it's I'm... five o'clock somewhere, isn't it? That's what they say. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where. Um, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting day with, uh, oh, like, I actually want to go out tonight too. Where are you going to go to? I don't know. I'll probably, I just feel like, like I want to go out. Let me know out, where but, you are going out. But I'll see, I'll see how I feel because, you know. Got a long You've day. You started the beers early. Yeah. Honestly, they do get you tired. Yeah, that's it. Mm. Maybe I'll have a nap in the Arvo. Yeah. But then I was thinking maybe, you know, might help the Bow Boys and see what they're doing with their they've got Fucking their love the Bow Boys. Because that's what I'm thinking. I was Fucking like, oh, I'll do the podcast boys. with you, then I'll do the podcast with Greg, then I'll go maybe check out what the Bow guys are doing because they're doing an Arvo thing, yeah. I think. And then go out. But then that's a that's a big day. Yeah. Well, you know, they're doing the um they're doing the live stream at the moment. Yeah, great. Nice car. dudes. You know what I mean? Like just, you said, nice dudes. Just down in the industry, to earth. Yeah. And once again, like, yeah, just people who give a shit about the industry mm. and actually want to see it, like, in, in its better position that they know that it can be in. They're creating that culture. Um, and I mean, like, especially stuff like this as well. Um, like, I mean, it's the it's the thing as well that Cherry Tone, I think, is also trying to um, more or less adhere to as well. It is creating a culture within the music scene that people feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's all about like community, really. That's 100%. what I've realized these days. Yeah. Like a club's not even, to be honest, like a club, the venue doesn't really matter. The DJs don't really matter. The music doesn't really matter. It's the community. Yeah. And the way that's built is through those things. Yeah. Like, you know, like through the DJs, 100%. through the music, through the venue. Like, but yeah. it's, it's all about like the actual community. Cause if you, if you can get people keen to do anything that you're doing, like with a, a venue, as a collective, even if it's dude, not at your venue, 100%. You know, like, it's, 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 it's something yeah. that we, that you'll have a following and it's, and also as well, it's like the people that are affiliated with that, like, as in, like, as an example with the Bow Boys, you've got the Bow Boys, but then you've got everybody else who's affiliated and everybody else who are, who are their mates who rock up to those events. And I can probably say about 99% of those people are all good people. Yeah. So you know what I mean? So it's like when you go to an event like that, you know that you're going to be in there for a good time. Yeah. Um, you know, in saying that as well, like everything with COVID has kind of made me realize, like I rocked up at a club when we rocked up to Sikasa last night and I was lining up and there was just like some just really just like drunk birds, just like falling around, like yeah. yelling at, just yelling and stuff. Just smash. And I was just like, this is why I didn't miss going out. Yeah. But, yeah. The, but the very core of, I think as well is what I've started to realize that I really enjoy is 
just the social aspect of being able to have beers with, with my mates and stuff. So that's why we started to go to just the felons. Felons by the water is awesome. Yeah, Such a beautiful yeah. place. And it's like so much better than trying to go to a club and trying to scream over one another. I mean, yeah, you end yeah. up in a club, but yeah. starting the night and COVID, I feel like has helped people realize that yeah, how important yeah. having that, that connection is with people yeah. and, and missing your mates and the beers. Well, this is a uh, good time to announce that Friday knockoffs is going to be moving into the real world. Oh my God. Um, a few times. Tell We're me. still figuring out. It'll be like maybe every second week or maybe yep. once a month and it'll be, there's a small uh, studio called Born Creative Studios. Where's that? It's, uh, it's in the Valley, Brunswick Street. Um, you know where like TBC was and that? Yep. And there's like, um, you know where like New York Slice used to be and all that yep. like stuff on that little bit there. It's yep. just in there. It used to be the Tiki Bar. Yeah. But now it's a barbershop during the day and then converts to a bar and that at night. What? And they want to do like live music. They've got decks and stuff like that. So I, I want to make it like a, you know, sign me up. Say eight till 12 yeah. on a Friday, once a month or every second week. And it's just somewhere where you like go and have a few drinks. Yeah. yeah. Catch up with people. And awesome. can come. And then you everyone can, can go where, that they, space. Yeah. where they go. Where, you know, if you're playing a set, come in at eight for a beer and a chat and then fucking well done. go out. You well know, done, like, bro. so I think that's a good, it'll be a cool, like, just a, like you said, a social thing where yeah. you can just all, anyone in the scene or whatever can well, just come thing, and bro. have a You've drink. got frequencies here, which frequencies is, is, is amazing. Yeah. And, and then you've got, and then if you can imagine just taking this though, but just literally being at a bar, you've, yeah. you've instantly, you've grown it, man. So, yeah. No, yeah. And it'll be really like cool to just like, you know, people who are in the scene, if you're going to play a gig, why not come for a beer first? Everyone like that's the place where we go and have well, a drink. And, you, you should know. definitely plug that for your shop people yeah. as well. Is that you should be hitting up this bar because I mean, yeah. if there's musically minded people in there, yeah, yeah. and they want to do like collaboration stuff where it's like, oh, like you want to play a set? Oh yeah, cool. There's a drum a drummer here. Have you ever played with a drummer? No. Do you want to have a go? Like you know what I mean? What? Or here's a sax player come in. Like do you want to a like, sax player? Would be you sick. want a DJ? You know, like yeah. and just like. Really creative and collaborative sort of space That's where awesome. you can do whatever you want, really. And when, so. when's that starting? What, I've know. got to, I've got to see. I just went and had a meeting on Friday yesterday. That's, far. So That's we're, awesome. We're just trying to organise it, but I think it'd be really cool because, um, you know, the Friday knockoffs, the virtual sort of like chat thing yeah. was really great when everyone was sort of locked down, but now everyone's going out and can yeah. do things and go and see people. It's like, no, that's well, awesome. now we need to make something like, you, you know, do, bro. Yeah, yeah it, it does. And that's the thing is that you've, you've created this, this culture now through COVID, you know, you found an opportunity. I was on LBM's podcast last night and I was like, with every downfall, there is always an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like this right here is that, is that, is that very opportunity for yeah. yourself? And I feel, and that's awesome, man. And yeah. I mean, you've done such a great job with this, not to mention now that you can expand it post COVID as well. Yeah. Yeah. So no, no, I, that's awesome. I'm really keen to see how that goes. Yeah. Get me on there. I want to. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Come down. So the LBM podcast, yep. what, um, tell us a bit about that. Cause I haven't actually looked, watched or seen or listened yep. to that at all. Um, is that talking? Is it music? Is it a bit of both? I mean, it's a bit of both. Like we don't do anything yeah. music necessarily related. Like we discussed music last night. LBM is really cool. Uh, LBM was where I kind of started with my filming. Um, I used to film for them when I was doing the capul uh, film for, yeah, it was just Landon and I and we we're filming. Actually, no, it wasn't just Landon and I, it was a few of us. Yeah. Um, and we were, yeah, we were just filming and kind of having a, a, a just a good time with it. Um, so the, they kind of turned something into a podcast now where it's kind of just bringing people on who are within this scene, you know, very different th and they've got such a, a funny vibe about it as well. Yeah. It's all, it was, you know, it was a really, really good time. Yeah, cool. Um, and then they, there's a rating 
pie, like there's a rating chart that they did and the rating chart is they bring in a concoction of drinks every time that we have somebody on. Yeah. So last night was Zoe and I on, um, yeah. Zadina on. And so we had Pasito and Goon. Oh mate. Bro, it is so I'd good. I'd rate that. It is so Dude, good. Dude, I lived on college for like six years. And th- I know my it. Goon mixes. Yeah. Pasito is Cause goes really well. Um, ginger ale is always ginger a good ale. A little touch. So like a really good one would be like pasito with a little little dash of ginger ale. Yeah, that'd be really nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's fat. I, I, well, that's the thing. So we we tried that out last night, and just the thought of goon, I was like, oh my god, this is gonna take me back to when I was like yeah. eighteen, getting crunk at the RA. Yeah. Um, and shout out RA, love that, love that joint. The RA, um, fuck. <laughs> bro, so listening, many memories. Listening to listening to Melbourne Bounce Shannon Noel remixes. Oh. There's not much better than that. <laughs> Five dollar basics and ten dollar jugs. Yeah. Oh, take me that. But yeah, no. So um, it was, you know, it was a really really good time. Um, there really good bunch of uh really good bunch of boys as well. Um, super down to earth. Love a good chat. Um, and so, no, I had a really good time. It was interesting going from there and then being able to come here as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, no, I, I definitely recommend anybody to the LBM boys. Definitely give it a gaze. Yeah. Very, very different. Very, it's more of a comedy value as well, which yeah, cool. is good rather than informative. Yeah, so, yeah. Suss it out. Yeah, that's cool. And the LBM events, have you played in any of those? Did uh, I see you play at one or maybe you were just filming for one of them? I think, actually. Have I played? Yes, I did at Euphoria. Um, there was their most recent one that was at – um. Ah, uh, where was it? Is that the downstairs? Downstairs, of, um, Albert, Alfred and Constance. Alfred and Constance. The yeah. Fever Club. The I think Fever it's Club. Yeah, that's that it. tiny room. How Bro, cool is that little room? Bro, it, honestly, it's such good lighting, but I don't know what it is. It must be the positioning of it, but it's it's like to get people to get into that joint. Like, yeah. I don't know, there's just not that much attraction it's to it. It's hidden and it's a little bit out of the valley. It's not in the main. But that's the thing. It is literally like around the corner from the valley. I couldn't have think of a more better it's pre-drink not, It's not spot. actually that far. But yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah. It's literally straight away from, from Sub Rosa. Um, yeah. So I played there. I played after Hawks. Yeah. Um, Henry. Um, beautiful bloke. Uh, once again, music scene. Beautiful people. Um, and yeah, no, uh, that was, I played there. All the other gigs prior was just filming. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, I, like, I really like that venue. Um, just like a little small sweaty vibe. It's a, you know? it's a sweat. It, honestly, it's I, a cocoa yeah, with more for, lights. Um, Secret party project. Um, and yeah, that was a man. That was a good night. Did you? How was it? Like in terms of fit, like did you feel it out much, or was it a bit like? Yeah, was, I brought a heap of people with me, yeah, so yeah. it was pretty pretty good. Like yeah. um, when I was there, but it just depends on fluctuated between the night and you know it was a pretty good lineup it was me um tash b was playing and then um tara bloom so that yeah. was like Both heaps of heaps of like tash always brings a crowd like she's got heaps of mates and stuff yeah and, you know like she's and people love tash so that was really great and then um you know so it was just a good and then i i had pre-drinks here so i think i had like 15 people we were all in here like oh, drinking wow. and stuff i was like let's go you know yeah. like, so we all came in here and went out together so um we had a bit of a you know of a little party so i think um no i i think it's good especially with with that i've seen the secret warehouse project i've secret party project yes it's sorry sorry yeah, that yeah. one i've not i don't so because i've seen this established like a little while ago yeah so is this something that happens like monthly by month yeah it's just like a regular sort of event um the guys who run it um and fusion and i always forget i always forget uh old Medi's other name his dj name though I know Infusion, I've heard of it. Yeah, Nathan, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so it just happened. It's just an event that happens every yeah. now and again. Yeah, yeah. And it's mainly locals um, that play it and stuff, and it's like all 
housey, tech housey, yeah, that kind of vibes. Yeah, no, no, fair enough. Yeah. I saw, um, I think it was Tara Bloom was playing at like this creative live stream space, but she had some huge screen behind her. I yeah, don't know what, I saw something about I don't that. know. It's like it's like this venue. I don't know, and I don't know whether it's like something that you can actually frequently live stream at that just isn't popular. Yeah. But it's just got this gigantic massive screen. LED I did see screen, that. Yeah. Bro. It was nuts. I can't remember where that was, but yeah, I did see that. And she had there's like Matrix stuff on it yep. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Had no I had no idea about whether that was something that you can continually hire out or. I oh, will just have to hit her up. Yeah. No, Tara. Um. So production, we we're talking a bit earlier. You haven't. You haven't started. Please train me. <laughs> on the you haven't started on the production journey fully. No. Like you've you said, you've got Ableton and you've yep. been doing some tutorials, but something you definitely want to get into though. Hundred percent. Yeah, I feel like you can only go so far with uh, with n- not to, not to undermine the fact that you know people can be great. Uh, you know, DJ as an example and make a really good mark for themselves. But I feel like if you want to really evolve, just producing is something that would be the next step. Yeah. Um, so I, f- I feel like that's something that would be really beneficial to me. And, you know, at the same time, as much as I'm trying to work on myself outside of the realm of music with my own personal job that I've got and also um, with uni at the moment, I feel like production on this side would be really good. And yeah. I, my Xbox recently cooked it after like five years. Oh man, get yeah. rid of your gaming like, systems. That's what I, I don't like. I, I love games. Yeah, yeah. I love gaming. Like RPGs, I will get lost in RPGs. World of Warcraft, play did you play it? Nah. I, I've literally just started playing it. Don't, don't, do it. don't, 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 do it. don't. don't do it. Um, but I've turned produ- music production into a game for myself. Yeah. So it's like when I go and do, I'm like, I'm going to practice or learn this. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's like, to me, that's like a stat that I'm that, upgrading. That, that's what I want to do. Like, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that's the ideology that I wanted to have behind That's what it. I do. And it's like, oh, I'm going to work on drum groove today. And yeah. It's like, oh, I just got plus 10 drum groove. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm on level 89 drum groove now. <laughs> like, and, you know, like I just do that in my mind to make it, to trick myself. Yeah, to make it 100%. Think playing a game or I'm doing some kind of thing. Cause it's, it's hard like, like to, the thing that games do so well is they give you those little progress. Yep. Those little hit. Oh, you've achieved something. It's like, you've oh, done wow. something. You've completed Thanks, something. Oh, I feel good. But it's like when you do music production that you don't get that. No, you've just got it's just endless, like you learn like, something. You're like, like oh, shit. <laughs> now I think I'm a little bit better at that. Yeah. But you don't have anything going there. Oh yeah. You just got 10 points. Like, Fuck yeah, on your, yeah. Your drum groove just got 10 points. Yeah. Better. It's like, you don't get that. So that's what I love. Um, yeah, doing you know, like thinking of it in terms of that. I think it'd be a good. I think it's a good way to, to process it like that. I mean, uh, I the moment my Xbox cooked it, I was like, you know what, I'm not gonna bother buying a new one. I was yeah. like, why don't I just spend all the time that I would, which was quite a bit of time after work and mm. after uni, and when I shouldn't be doing it while I was at uni. Um, why don't I just put the, all that into production? And so I managed to get obviously Ableton and. You know, I've really tried, but it's just it's just hard to get myself back because it's there's no easy way of learning. It's not like, oh, congratulations, like you just said with game, you've just learned yeah. lesson one. Yeah. Like it's just like, okay, sweet, you know now how to make a hi hat. Cool. It's just like, all right, but I want to yeah, know. And that's more. such a small part yeah, of it. Exactly. So, you know, it's like, it you're like oh man, there's so much more. Yeah, like, Eddie, yeah. It, that's the thing, is that like understanding Ableton and music softwares in general is that there's no like, you know, you have Apex producers who are just unreal. Yeah. The thing is you don't, you can't, you can never just learn ultimately the entire software because it's endless. Yeah. Um, and there's I, so many ways to do it. And people so do it differently. Many people come in here and go, oh, no, this is how I do it. And like, show me something. I'm like, I've never thought about uh, doing that. Yeah, dude. 100%. I would never think to do it that way. And they're like, oh, yeah. And it's, 
Yeah, it's great. Everybody, um, that's that's what I mean. It's like, like, you know, you can only get so much. Like on YouTube, I've been trying to watch this. It's like an hour and a half tutorial, but I've been watching it for like three days. Like, and, and I mean, I yeah. haven't, it's not that I've watched it on repeat three days. I haven't even gone through it across yeah. three days. Cause it, like, I'm, I keep pausing it, going to the software plant, you know, doing it. Um, but it's just trying to get such a good understanding of it. It's very difficult, but I guess that's where you put your money where your mouth is. You go to somebody to be like, hey, look, I want to produce. Can you help yeah. me? And just Teach practice the as well. Go. And like, you know, there's heaps, to, there's heaps of online resources. But like you said, as well, it can be hard to find the good ones. Yeah. So what, if you don't know anything, it's like, how do I know if this tutorial is teaching me the right stuff? Should I be spending my time good? on this? Yeah. Like, is this, is, are they telling me the right stuff? Do and you know anything about Academy FM? Yeah, I've seen is a bit of their stuff. Because I've been recommended it, but I'd be, I'd be curious. I haven't, other I haven't looked at their courses or anything, but I do know, I do know the company, and they seem yeah. quite reputable. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, I actually think so. There was something like ninety four dollars per month for four months, and you, you basically pay it off, or it's like three hundred something bucks, like for the you know, if you just yeah, buy it comprehensively, straight, straight, yeah, straight up. And I think that'd be, I, you know, I was recommended that by Cal, uh, one of the resident DJs that yep. I met. Uh, and it's, he said it's good because you can learn in your own time, yeah. which is good. You've got but, access to it then forever. Exactly. Yeah. But at the same time as well, I'm just like, I, I would prefer to be in front of someone so they can be like, hey man, like that's wrong. Or you know, can or like, you can ask can, a question. I can ask a million questions. They explain you, something and then you go, oh, but what about that? And yeah. you can actually ask, whereas in a tutorial, it's you're like, not well, mindlessly you going through it. It's like, what buttons did you click to go yeah. through that? It's just like, yeah, you do this, you do this, you do this, which is what you get on a video. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's something that I want to get into. I feel like as a, as someone who wants to progress in the music scene, it's something that I really want to focus on as moving forward. I, I just feel like that if I could finally know how to create the beats that are in my head, I'll, I'll smash it. <laughs> yeah, that's what ev that's the whole challenge. That's, what, that's what music production yeah. is like. Even like, even like nowadays, sometimes I'll think of something in my head and I still can't. Just like Physical sound design, today, yeah. sound design wise, sometimes it's like you've you've got a sound in your head, but you can't quite get it how yeah, you want yeah, it to sound. Yeah. yeah, but that's that's the biggest challenge. It's like getting it from here into the the, the computer. So, you know, you just want to copy paste it. Yeah, just yeah. Take it. Oh, how do I make it sound like it sounds in my head? <laughs> yeah, it's a big challenge. Um, what kind of music would you be interested in making then? Would it be like um, same kind of stuff you play? Or yeah, I mean, some people like they're like, oh, I want to make this, and it's like totally different. Like, yeah, it's like, I want to make hip hop, and it's like you're a tech house, very you know, left house yeah. DJ. Yeah, I mean, um, I want to. I'd love to play. Or there's an artist called Matt Zo, and yeah. um, he plays very like he's on a Juno beat or a yeah. Unibeats, whatever however you say it, that label. But he also produces DMB as well. Yeah, I've only stumbled across him recently. I've liked some of his songs in the past, but never realized it was him. Um, and he plays very like, f not future house, but really progressive. But then he also has belted DMB. So for me, I'd yeah. never want to kind of seclude myself into one field. I'd love to, to do very, very, very groovy, thick, thick tech house. That's, that's my thing. That's my go-to yeah. very dirty kind of you know, thick tech house, but slash bass house and also drum and bass. Those are kind of, at the core of it. That is what I would do. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, um, I have to show you. I just started um, writing a drum and bass tune. First time I've tried making drum and it. bass. Yeah. Um, because Ben, Ben, uh, Hope, Benjamin, 
Yeah. DJ Knob Twister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was here the other week and he's like, you don't make heavy shit, hey? And I was like, no, nah, not really, hey? And he's like, you should make a heavy tune. I reckon you'd be good at it. I was like, oh, I wouldn't mind making some drum and bass. Yeah. And he's like, make a drum and bass tune and send it to me. And I was like, all right, I yeah, will. Yeah, all right. So I want to do that, Yeah, man. yeah. So I've started working on drum and bass tunes. That's so, fat. That's fat. So Knob Twister, um, stay tuned. I'll get it sorted soon and send it to you. On that note, you should definitely listen to Eloquin. He's usually yep. bassline. He just came out with a three-song drum and bass EP. Yeah, cool. Off chops, off yep. chops, just, 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 just nuts. Um, yeah, just a, a drum and bass. I feel like is so diverse. I, I wish there was. Uh, it's starting to seep its way into the Brisbane music scene. I find. I feel like it's been smashing it. Lately. Yeah. Oh, it will, you got, way you more than it was. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, like you've you've got, uh, and also I think what you've got to realize is that you know you've got like a lot of expats here. You do have a lot of people from the UK yeah. who. You'll, you'll see all those them, people bro. from Europe rock up at those events and you can talk to them and you know that they're not from Australia. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That's what I love about like Sub Rosa, which used to be Capulet, is that it does get a lot of that international yeah. like people there. So it's cool to go there and meet some like people from anywhere in the yeah, world kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And it's a good social sort of place like that too. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So where um what's your what places have you played? Obviously you said Coco, um, Played at Sub Rosa. Yeah. Where Where else have you played around the, around the traps? I mean, other stockies. You said. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, you've pretty much listed them off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, other than I mean, those are the kind of the ones that I've returned to anyway, yeah. just because there's been opportunities. There. And then there's like one off events. Like yeah. LBM exactly. Thing and stuff exactly. So I mean, at the moment, it's been those. I, I'm always hungry to play at new venues. Yeah. I mean, the way that I see it is if you know you can get yourself into a different environment, you know, it's the, the more the merrier. I mean, everybody wants a gig, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think those are the places I've played so, so far. Coco is probably, it will always be my number one spot. That's yeah. what I'm pushing for. I want to make that a, I'm, I'm, I'm being accountable right now. I want to yeah. make that a consistent thing. Yeah. Um, but that's Resident what I'm striving for. Yeah. Sort of thing, so yeah. I'm really manifesting that. And, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to know really great people who are there, not only the promoters, um, but also some of the DJs as well. They're all beautiful people. And I know that I've got a spot there. It's just a matter of eventually, not that they've hinted that at me. It's just yeah. that in my head, I have the confidence in my own ability. Yeah. So, yeah. It's all about fitting in with the with the team, really. Hundred percent. A lot of the times, that's what it is. It's yeah. like you know, because like we said, DJing is kind of easy once you sort of get the hang of it. Yeah. A lot of people can do it at a competent level. Yeah. But it's like, do they fit in with the team? Like, can we hang out and have you know, and just can we chill? feel comfortable with you? Around, can we just man? chill? Yeah. And be like, you know, like hundred percent, be able to vibe. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's I think that's something that people underestimate is the that. And it's not like sucking up or being, you know, like you got to be that. yourself, man. Because at the yeah. end of the day, your true colors will come through whether you like it That's or not. That's it. Yeah. Like you, you can put, you can be there and be, uh, I mean, put on a front. But you know, contrary to popular belief, people are reasonably smart. They can pick up on the energy yeah. that you give off. Like, yeah, you can um, tell when people are just being fake and yeah, like, dude. just just playing up to people and just trying to be friendly with them because they got something that they want. It's very easy as well. It's just like. It's very easy to look like a dick, like and yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I will at some, at times as well. Like I try to bite my tongue because at times, like I feel like I'm um I'm overly like energetic and I'm overly like yeah, dude. Like how are you going, man? Like but the thing is, it's at the end of the day, I. I I don't think I'll ever apologize for that because that's who I am as a person. Yeah. Whether people like to reciprocate that or people feel like that's okay, that's up to them. I never have any ill intent behind it. It's yeah. just, I'm just super excited to talk to you, man. I'm super excited to know who you are as a person. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I, I just, I, I, all I want is your time uh, at the end yeah, of the day, yeah. a, a, if anything. So, yeah. 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 That's it, man. So what else, um, 
You said you're studying. You study. What are you? What are you studying, mate? What Bachelor of Business at yep. QUT at Gardens Point. And so, what's the what's the the vision with that? What's the business? What do you want to do when you get that degree? Then I mean, like, I'd love to tie it in with music. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I'd, I'd yeah. love to tie something with like like that with music. Um, I mean, I've never the idea of the moment I finish my degree is I'm going to just go and travel for a bit. I'm going to go to Japan. I want to go to Canada for a season and snowboard. That's been something that's yeah. been ingrained into my head, and I'm going. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, with my bachelor business, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a fallback option. My dad is, has just been nothing, but like, this is a, you know, you fall yeah. back on it, you fall back on it, you fall back on it. And it's such a, like a, at, at times I was like, no, fuck you, dad. I don't fucking yeah. do shit. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But at the same time as getting older, it's like you, you realize that, you know, education is vital. Yeah. Having a degree, even though I don't necessarily agree that having a $30,000 debt above your head yeah. and, and with just a piece of paper should make you better than anybody else. Yeah. But whether you like it or not, this is the day and age we live in. You got to adjust yeah. to it. Um, so at the same time, though, as I'm doing my degree, I love it. Like I yeah. love what I'm learning. That's I'm cool. Doing, you know, kind of majoring in marketing and then minoring in PR. That's cool. Um, That's relatable. Then yeah, for, yeah. For, for all your stuff that you're doing. Hundred percent. Yeah. So kind of integrating that with Cherrytown as well. Like yeah, you know, perfect. the the fact of you just asking that very question it puts me into the in the frame of mind where I've never asked myself before. Maybe the moment this is done, should I just spend all my time on Cherrytown? You know. Yeah. It's all questions I need to ask myself in time, yeah. but at the moment it's a fallback option. I'm and it is good, like you said, it is something that's good that is a useful tool for the music yeah, stuff as 100%. well. Events, running your own, you know, brand and stuff yeah. like that. Like marketing is, fucking everyone should be a media company yep. these days. Yep. If you're not a media company, then you're losing. Yeah. Well, you are your own. Like brand, whoever. Man. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like if you you have to be a, like putting out content. Yeah. All that stuff. That's media. You're a media company. 100%. Like, you know, like if you think of yourself like that, like I don't go on socials anymore really to Instagram, for example, is a great one. I don't yeah. really go on Instagram to look at photos and videos and stuff. It's I go on Instagram to create, yep. you know, like, and that's the way I think of it. And like, cause so many people like they get sucked into socials and like you know, screaming and you know just scrolling and liking and reading and all it's that it's mindless like, man it's just mindless i try scroll. not to do that if yeah. i go on the app there's a reason i'm going on there yeah. it's not just to consume it might be to con consume to see if like what's out there what yeah. are people doing what's working and stuff but yeah i'm so into that world at the moment um it's, it's difficult to, to to pull yourself out like i think the thing for me is that like i was always scrolling through it. i was like dude I've just spent 45, oh, I've just spent like a 45 minutes or an hour of my day scrolling through fucking Instagram. I could have been reading a book. Yeah. Like I could have been improving myself rather than just. Well, here's, here's the life hack. Get audible. Listen to a book while you scroll through. <laughs> Is audible like, good? Is audible good? Yeah, I use it heaps, man. Because I, I don't, I don't like. I just I can't read. I like I I won't read books. I physically like, I absorb books. books more, but in saying that, I'll buy the book. And I read half of it and be like, I just can't finish it. Like at yeah. the moment I'm reading the hundred dollar startup, yeah. um, just relating to obviously starting up your own business and so informative. It's so good. And I really do like it, but like what in saying that it actually, it involves about my external activities as well. Like, you know, when I was actually excessively reading, I was still going to the gym a bit more frequent. I'm just waking up, meditating, doing yoga yeah, and shit. Yeah. Like all the external stuff that helps you kind of make it yeah. as a beautiful round continuous circle. Yeah. But the thing is, yeah, like for me, I feel like reading a book and finishing it is like a, it's almost like a gratifying, like, yep, sweet. Yeah. yeah. That's one done. But yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's it. No, I use Audible all the time. Um, I learn better that way Yeah. from listening to it. And the thing is like a book that's maybe, you know, 
four or five hundred pages, I can listen to that like in probably like six, seven hours. Wow. Whereas like I couldn't read it that quick. Yeah. Like, you know, and I couldn't sit there that long. And I can do it while I'm doing other stuff. Exactly. You know? Um, I've heard nothing but good things about Audible. And then you can well. listen to it again. Well, that's the thing. You can hear <laughs> like, it. And, and that's the thing is that apparently, I, I don't know if it's Audible or something else, yeah. but they, it, like, it cuts down and it summarizes audibly the kind of the plot of the book, everything about it, so you can find out whether you want to read it or not. Yeah. I just think that stuff like that is it, it's a it's a quick tool. It helps you understand it. And Audible as well, just like if you don't have the time to physically, in saying that, I, I mean, it's background music. You can put it on in the car. You know, yeah. you can consistently listen to it. Yeah, and, and yeah. especially if it's informative books as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because I find it's too hard to just listen to music all the time. Yeah. You know, oh, like yeah. it's, you get to, it's something you get tired, but at the same time you kind of do. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you can't just listen to music all the time. I no. feel like it's sometimes you need to, yeah. And I really enjoy that. So I think that's something that I would, if you want to learn stuff for learning, listening to audiobooks is really How good. much is it monthly? Oh, it's like, I don't know, $12, $13 that's and each, bad. and you get a credit each month when you pay that. So you get a book. Wow included okay. in that. and then All you right. get to keep you know and if you don't like i think I'm sold I've, I've probably got two credits saved up now because i haven't bought a book in two weeks yeah but I, just, I keep them like i can buy two, yeah. two books and stuff so no that's yeah. interesting all right yeah, i'm gonna good. keep that in mind actually Audible. i should get a uh i should get an affiliate link yeah i feel like i think should. there is i get think there is sponsored you can, yeah. by audible at the very yeah, front they sponsor heaps of podcasts do they yeah so i think you can get just like a link so that i could give a link out for a free month oh okay and then i get 10% off or right, something. Yeah. Fucking whatever. Let's get a fruit book. Five cents or some shit. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Tiny. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, they do, they do stuff like that. Cause it's, yeah, it's so good, man. Like, yeah. I recommend that to everyone. No, fuck. If, if you're right. not a big reader or you can't get through books. Yeah. Audible. Audible sure, you've heard yeah. it here first. Yeah, get onto it. Awesome. So, um, Med- bit of meditation, mate. You into into that kind of stuff? Trying to anyway. I mean, yeah. I've re- I've read up and is that a new thing? It is a new thing since uh, COVID or not? Yeah, uh, I'd say I've heard it before COVID, but in saying that, been trying to practice it more during COVID. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got the time, really. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, everyone's uh, you, at you, home. You do. Yeah. You you literally have nothing. You're like, yeah. Yeah, I might as well pick up med- you know yeah. meditation. Um, I mean, it's something that for my my main my my my, my mind races a million miles an hour same um i have i only have one mouth and i can only physically process everything yeah. and i talk a lot and sometimes i just don't know when to shut up um and at the same time as well though that is also a negative consequence because in my head i think so much and i can so easily overthink a situation yeah um manifesting or not manifesting that is part of it meditating as well you know, you, you're focusing on one sole thing and that is your breathing as well. Yeah. That kind of ties in with the yoga aspect of it as well, which I cannot recommend more, uh, you know, highly enough. I've got scoliosis in my lower back, uh, which basically... What yoga, what kind of yoga do you like doing? I don't know. Oh, like, I don't know that if there's a set name for it, yeah. but uh, I watched this chick called Sarah Beth Yoga. Shout out Sarah Beth. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah, the, because of my back, it's, it's funny because when I started music, I see everybody who's like looking down at the decks and spinning. Yeah. And I always ask them like, Hey man, does your back ever get sore? And they're like, no. Nah. And I'm like, fuck dude. Like yeah. what? But because I've got basically a, I've got like a, an, a slight arch in my back yeah. because my, my, it's my lower L5. It's my, more or less my coccyx bone wasn't formed properly. Yeah. My first month of like my first trimester of being born. Yeah. So it means that my back is more prone with its nerves being exposed. Yeah. So I get back pain quite easily and in yeah. the cold as well. So 
doing things like yoga followed by meditation and following on my yeah. breathing not only helps that, but helps my mind a lot. Yeah. Um, especially when stuff gets a bit too in intense, even if it's at home, out of home, in music, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, medic, you focus on one thing and that's your breathing. Um, and it's a good way to start your day. You're all, you almost manifest your day as well. So I yeah. can't, I can't rate it high. I'm still, it's still a work in progress. I'm not perfect at it. Don't do it every day. I'm trying. Yeah. I think that's been really like one positive, like we we're talking about bringing, getting positives out of things. And yeah. Like that's one thing from COVID that's really sort of come through. I think a lot of people doing, I think a lot of people have taken up yoga yeah. and meditation because they're at home and they need something they can do that's active bit or more, whatever. Man. Yeah. Bit, bit more than your usual. Cause all the time that yeah. you would usually, and even still people have normal day-to-day -day lives that go out and you know, work at 9am and 8am. They, they, you know, there, there are those people who still yeah. meditate and do those very things. But when you're at home, why not? Like the way to think about it is at least just try, man. If you don't yeah. like it, you don't like it. You're not And it's something that's it. been known to reduce stress and anxiety. And there all is these so things. much science behind yeah. it. Man. Like if, if you realize, like if it's just, it's crazy, it is crazy with how much science is actually behind it and yeah. how much it can actually help. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. I love, I love my yoga. I had, had a membership at one uh, studio for a while and was doing like, I love yin yoga. That's yeah, the yeah. one where you like hold positions for like five minutes or whatever, where you just make, it's basically like it's stretching. Like a game, it's like meditation. Yeah. yeah. That is really interesting. Like when I had been doing it for ages, I would be able to think about nothing really easily. Yeah. And then when I like had a bit of time off and went back, it's like you lay there and you're like, Oh man, this is so hard. Like, yeah. You're like trying to not think, you keep thinking about things. You're like, oh, and then you're just trying you've to not think about You've got all this it, stuff yeah. going on in your head and you're just trying to just not like almost implode from your thoughts as well, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, it's, I mean, th the mind is a funny thing, but I mean, as long as you're trying to do something to better it as well, I find yeah. that having a break from going out and partying and stuff yeah, like that yeah. has helped. Um, like, I, was I think a lot of people have found that too. It's, well, that's the thing is that like all my, you know, going back into it, like last night I was like, yeah, I missed it. But at the same time, I actually didn't miss it that much. Like there's things that you didn't miss. There, yeah, you missed some uh, things. Components but, of everything, yeah. man. But yeah. But yeah, I think it's been, um, so how did COVID affect you really? Apart from gigs and stuff? Like, I mean, much? I, I, I would say, and the thing is, whenever I mention this, the one thing I'll always lead with is, my heart goes out to all those affected. My heart goes out to all the families that have been affected yeah. um, and everyone that is negatively impact. And I wish that this just obviously never happened. Yeah. Um, but in terms of just lit, like in terms of how it did realistically work out for me, it, it helped me. Yeah. Um, it helped me more in terms of being more at home because I got to be with my partner more. Yeah. It helped me being more at home because uh, it was probably one of the, the most intense semesters of my entire uni because I had four yeah. subjects I was doing. Okay, yeah, yeah. And when I went all online, it meant I didn't have to commute to work, to yeah, uni, to yeah. home, and I wasn't so There's mentally exhausted. That's though. something that I think a lot of people have realised now is like working from home and that you don't realise how much time you waste yep. commuting and like, you know, like travelling to work. And even just the mental thing. If you're at home and you're like working or doing whatever and then all of a sudden instead of having to – get out and drive or whatever you can just start like i was work i was talking to lj yeah um and she was saying like just working from home she's like i could literally just turn my work computer on turn my home computer on and start producing yeah, yeah. whereas back in the day like when i was at you know when i have to actually go into to where she works you'd have to pack up her computer go down yeah, get in a car drive home and by the time you get home you're you know, you're thinking about other things. And, and you're exhausted as yeah. well, bro. Like and that um, extra half hour even or whatever. It takes whatever, it like. out of you, man. Yeah. But 
Yeah. So I think it's interesting. Like a lot of people, it's changed the perspective of a lot of people. Yeah. It has. Just interesting. Yeah. It's good. I think it's benefited more people. And also like, I, I feel like, I feel like it's also been a make or break for certain relationships. Like you're stuck yeah. indoors with that person, man. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, you might absolutely just, just not be a huge fan of, the, of whoever you're with. And I feel sorry for you. That's the case. Yeah. Um, but no, like it, it, it's affected me in a positive way. Um, it's also allowed me to save money. Yeah. I haven't, I've been in a position where I haven't lost my job. Um, so being able to do that, it's, you know, it's, it's been awesome. Well, I was like, actually, that's bad to say. It has not been awesome, but it's been awesome for the, per for the things I've learned personally about the situation and about myself. That's yeah. I think it. the best way to frame it, like everyone always goes, Oh, it's been awesome. And then they're like, Oh, it's just the wrong thing. It's. I, I think the best way to describe it is I'm grateful that for the position that I was in. Hundred percent. You know, that's like I'm that's, grateful. That's probably the that, yeah, that's I'm the best grateful way to say that it. I was in this position. You know, like for for me, for example, I work at a primary school. Yeah. So I work in a government job, and I've never been so grateful to yeah. be in a government job. You know, because like I know that I'm not going to lose my job. Yeah, hundred like, percent. So it's like back in the day, you know, a few years ago. Or, or, you know, a year ago, even it was like, oh, yeah, I work for the government. Like, it's not the best money. It's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. you know, but get, now you just get like, all right. Well, I work and for now the government. I'm like, fuck, man, I, like, I work for the government. It's yeah. sick. Yeah. Like, you know, I know I've got a job. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting to everyone's different, but it's just that grateful, you know, we, we recognize that a lot of people have lost a lot of things. People have died, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But we've been lucky, I guess. So, 100%, man. That's it. So what, what can we expect from you? Anything, any big plans coming up or anything, anything apart from starting to work on some music production stuff, like anything I mean, coming up? I mean, other than Cherry Tone, like I think that's where all my time and effort will really yeah. be, um, is, is kind of being in that environment and. Are you guys looking to do anything soon? Yeah, we all, yeah. I mean, not, 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 not soon, soon. I don't really want to spill the beans on anything, but yeah. like, obviously everything's a work in progress. Like we have our eyes on uh, domestic shows with some really good big domestic names yeah, and we've cool. also got our got our eyes on you know larger international names you know double headlines uh more or less in the realm of base base house and baseline events there yeah i mean we've found a gap in the market we might as well continue to push for it yeah. um so i mean everything relating to Cheritone, i can never talk highly enough of it um zach uh lachlan and and ali are both beautiful beautiful people oh, both all three are beautiful beautiful yeah, people yeah. Uh, and i'm so grateful that i get to work with them so i mean the one thing that i'll always plug wherever i can is cherry tone it's a culture um it's a, it's an environment and i don't want to culture to say cringy i just mean it's a it's a it's a vibe man yeah like, yeah you come here community. you come that's the thing it's is that people. like yeah, yeah. the way that we kind of we, we like to not more or less compare but at the same time adhere to is what you do so you have this thing where you've got a community people know you people yeah. know about you and are comfortable with the environment that you basically provide yeah that is more or less what cherry tone is yeah, doing yeah. but more or less on an events-based level yeah um so i know that we've got a really good connection at the moment with ricks so we want to make kind yeah, of a, cool. a, a Rick's connection where it's a frequent thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, all, all I can say is not too much about myself other than I'm going to keep doing what I keep doing and that's live streaming and um, trying to produce. You're going to, to at 12, hey? I'm What's going this, to uh, – What is the time? At 11th, at 11.30. 11.30, so we've we got to wrap up so well, you yeah, can, we'll, head, we'll, we'll wrap you can it up. Head, head there and um, – but um, yeah, sweet. Yeah. So um, thanks for coming in, man. What what are your socials? My socials are uh, socials so so can Instagram find you. is Cameron Brother. It's not the way that you'd usually spell it. C A M E R O N B R U 
T-H-A, Cameron Brother. Yep. Um, on my SoundCloud, just type in Badger AU. And then the same thing with uh, on my Facebook. You can just go to Performing Badger. So. Yeah, sweet. We'll put some links down in all the description and stuff. You can just click on that shit and find it. So Thank you so much for having me, man. Yeah, really, man. Really Thanks for coming it. in. Um, great to have a chat and learn a bit more about your story and stuff. Like That's what I love, man, about this show is like learning about people's it's past good. and story and it's stuff good to know like about you, you as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I get you from the outside, but also finding you out from the inside is also fun as well. So I yeah. really appreciate that, man. Awesome, man. All right. Everyone go out and uh, check out some of when Badger's playing in an event yeah. or check out some of the mixes. I've got a mix. I've got a mix recently. Velvet What's the mix called? Velvet Vibrations. If Velvet you're gonna go, Vibrations. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful blend of nice heavy thumping tech into drum and bass. So, yeah, go, go listen to it. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome, man. We'll have a good set at uh, Quiver today. Thank you very much. I love awesome. you, man. Thank you. Let's do a little cheers at the end. We did it. Good on you. Sweet. See you guys. There we go, guys. Another one in the bag. Thanks to Cameron for coming on. Um, absolutely love that chat. Everything about it. Um, it was so good to get some info and sort of some advice for people maybe doing your shot or people who are just coming out of your shot, um, you know, or want some more experience in the industry. So um, some great advice there from Cameron and uh, great episode there. So thanks for coming on, Cameron. If you want to follow Badger, all you got to do is look up Badger. Uh, you should be able to find that on all the socials. There's links in the show notes. You can find that quite easily by just clicking on the links below. Make sure you're following me on all platforms at Boy King Koi on everything. All you have to do to find everything that I do, everything to do with the podcast is go to the website, www.beerwith.com. Super easy to find. Uh, and from there, you can find links to everything we do. All right, guys, that's it for this one. Stay tuned next week for the one with Roger G. Uh, another great chat. Um, so until then, I hope you guys are having a great day or night, wherever you are. And I'll see you guys soon for the next episode.